create a world where nostalgia rages across the land, where everyone and their mother has a podcast, where there's still a movie trailer guy who says, in a world. Three friends revisit films, shows, and games that molded them as they search for answers to life, the universe, and everything in between. Settle in and join us for Screen Refresh. Welcome back to Screen Refresh, a show where we revisit the films, shows, and games from our childhood and take another look at what we fell in love with. As always, I'm Nick, and I'm joined by the rest of the Screen Refresh crew, Tim and Dean. I thought it was going to be Dean first. One up! Happy Miyamoto to you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Nailed it. Today we're going to be going over our favorite post-apocalyptic world covered in fungus, the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, that actually does have a lot of relevance to uh, yep. the so last starring, So starring Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, uh, I'm, oops, wrong medium. Um, I mean, <laughs> Bella Ramsey, Pedro Pascal, Nick Offerman. Uh, so we're not talking about the post-apocalyptic future where someone is tasked with saving people set in a world filled with fungus based off a video game. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) The first most famous. Yeah, right. One of those two followed the story of the game. But only one of them have George Clinton covering Walk the Dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) I I do regret not doing a bit more research into this because I know this movie has so much cult classic favoritism and documentaries on how it's less about like this is how we made the movie it's like almost like a therapist session of like a ptsd breakdown and debrief of like actors just (laughs) shitting on this yeah i read a couple articles shortly after watching it just to see what was going on here it's it was equivalent of like hearts of darkness the documentary they did after i think apocalypse now or whatever <laughs> possibly yeah yeah it was like the, i i think the director combo they're i think they're a married couple what mm-hmm. what are the names i wrote it down yeah. rocky morton and annabelle jankel they they had like a very coy nickname for them because they just none of the actors liked them yeah it was funny it? enough they also created max headroom mm-hmm. and that got them this job Mm-hmm. Marco Bell, or was there a different name <laughs> that they called him? Marco Bell. I thought it was oh, something no, a little um, more crueler. Oh, Rocco yeah. Bell. Rocco Bell. Was there a cruder one? Oh, I saw Rocco Bell. Unless they were just. Oh, I mean Rocco Bell. That that wouldn't be. I wouldn't be offended if somebody was like. Yeah, oh, maybe somebody Bell. just lied and didn't use the real name, and I don't know what it is. You don't have to say it. We can cut it out. <laughs> one of them apparently citation needed is uh, the Hydra. Because there were so many heads giving orders. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, I read yeah. that crew members were told conflicting things and that they changed their minds so much they tried to finish the tasks before they could change their minds yet again. They're like, no, we yeah, already did the, it. Moving on. The principal they stopped cast, learning scripts because it was just getting changed too often. It it doesn't... Gen, it From what it sounds like, it's like this was just another misstep or cog in the machine of this movie being what it is like they were 
the script they signed on the actors signed on to do a script that was in place and then then it was dumbed down or kidified and they didn't even talk to the directors they just handed them a new script like nope i know you've got darker film kind of sets and stuff already built but now we're doing this (laughs) so make it work yeah, that's the point where I know the principal cast was drunk on most filming days because they just cleared <laughs> that. That was the only way that they can kind of <laughs> ease the pain. <laughs> Originally, I think the first pass on the script was done by the guy who did Rain Man. Right. Which is why they were calling it Drain Man. Um, but I guess they decided it was too... Like non-kid friendly, so they wanted to kind of punch it up a bit, and then that ended up being like this weird, conflicting thing of the directors were hoping for a darker, more adult thing. The producer who originally like got the agreement from Nintendo wanted a more kid friendly thing, and then it was just this weird clash of tones. This movie tanked so bad that it forced Nintendo to never release any of their IPs for a theatrical release until what Detective Pikachu. Yeah, because I guess there was talk of like a Metroid movie and then this just shut it down. Yeah. Like the Pokemon movies don't count because it's based from like at least one, it was live action and it's a different studio releasing them and making them. But a direct, um, I guess Nintendo had more of a hands-on with Detective Pikachu that they were a little more accepting about it. And the financial success of that led them to make the Mario movie, which Mario was definitely off the table ever since and because of this movie right here right yeah it seems like the nothing about this movie nobody agreed on what this movie was and when you have all those people working on the same movie it's not going to be anything good i still just want to come out of the gate and say (laughs) i still love this movie oh hell yeah i have hell yeah i had the like cassette tape that was like the the novelization version or whatever on cassette and i would like listen to it every night when we went to bed i don't think i've seen this movie since i was a kid and i don't i didn't remember anything about it so i essentially i would say watch this like for the first time pretty much yeah i mean i didn't how'd you like it i didn't i didn't like it too much (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a fever dream of a movie even watching it now it's just like what were they thinking every scene that comes through it's just i liked some choices yeah well if they didn't have the mario title to it i think it would have been a lot better of a movie but the worst part is is like this isn't the direction they had going in when they started if this was their grand vision from the start it would have been a lot better i think but because it evolved into or (laughs) de-evolved into this garbage dump and this is what the best they're able to salvage with all of the takes, all of the cuts that were like filmed and recorded and then the editing work. And this is the best that they were able to make. It does change things quite a bit. But as it stands, I feel like it It kind of just it's, it's in there with like other movies that came out around the same time of like the same kind of caliber, like the, that other Dennis Hopper movie. Um, Easy Rider. Speed. No. <laughs> Space Truckers. <laughs> Like, oh, I almost oh, feel oh. like it's the same universe, the same um, 
it's almost like the same universe, the same kind of like direction, feel of it. It almost feels like it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, because I mean, like realistically, at the end of the day, how is this any worse than like Space Jam or something from this time? There's a like a that 90s... we also appreciate. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Have you watched <laughs> Space Jam as an adult? <laughs> I haven't, but it's not good. I rewatched it like a year or two ago in anticipation of the new one coming out. And it's definitely rose tinted glasses. It did not age well, I think. I'm not. So, I I don't really have an like. If it's bad, it's bad. But yeah. I guess my memory of it is not unwatchable. Yeah. But it's like there's a '90s camp that I feel a lot of movies have earned, and it really shines through. And I think this is one of them. Yeah, because it's just it's the age old thing of find a movie. It doesn't do well, and then the joke just becomes piling on it to the point where it's, like, number four on the worst movies of all time. It does not crack even, like, the worst 100 um, no. in terms of this. Like, it falls squarely in with most of the other 90s fare that was coming out around this time. You know, with, with how I much... I strong disagree. With how much Dennis Hopper hated this movie, his acting was great in it. Oh, yeah. You know, all the actors took it seriously. There was no one that kind of phoned it in, and it didn't seem like anyone did either. Even drunk, they were fun characters. Yeah. I would say Dennis Hopper is the one that you can tell he just showed up to work and, like, got his paycheck. In my opinion. Well, he was supposed to, I think, be on set for something like three weeks or five weeks, and it took 17 weeks to complete his parts. <laughs> Yeah, I like his quote from his kid about like ripping on the movie. Oh, the, <laughs> why did you do this movie to get you shoes? I don't need shoes that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought Dennis Hopper added a bit of fun to this. I mean, like dealing with the character of like Koopa that they gave him. I think he still does a fun smarmy businessman job. I, I, I don't think he had an easy job. I don't think anybody could have uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I, I don't think, I think, I think Hopper was miscast because this needed something like to make that I think even work. You need something larger than life. Like you need a big personality. Like Jer like Jeremy Cooper, Irons. <laughs> um. Yeah. Maybe. Shaq. Actually, would have liked to see like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze personality as Koopa. That probably that probably would have worked better. For I me. guess he was one of the people that to fit supposedly turned down. I don't know if it was the Koopa role. It <clears throat> might have been the Koopa role um, before going with Dennis Hopper. I saw him and Keaton's name written down. Yeah, it's interesting I, though that they split. So King Koopa, but then Lance Henriksen is King Bowser. That doesn't make any any sense to me. Why he's even credited? He's in this named movie. Bowser in this. Yeah. What is that? The IMDb. I didn't watch the credits. Credits. Is that the credits or the IMDb credits? IMDb credits. Yeah. I don't. I wonder what their actual credits say. Well, let's find out. There must have been cut scenes for when he was Lance Henriksen. <laughs> he, I mean, he's only Koopa. in it for like seconds. No, in is the he? Movie, I don't even remember. In the movie, he's listed as the king. Gotcha. 
that I wonder where they got King Bowser from. On... Somebody who made the IMDb page just took a liberty. Citation needed. <laughs> is is Henriksen in the? Did I blink and miss Henriksen? He's yeah. He's 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 the. There's a quick shot at the end where the fungus turns in over the throne. They morph him oh, into geez. himself, and he's like coughing up fungus. Is like, oh, I'm back. I must have been writing something to him. Oh, I love those plumbers. And then that's that's it. Uh, yeah, it's literally like blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. They must it, like they didn't even have him. He on probably for like had an hour. He must have had more scenes like in flashbacks or something that they cut. Now there he was gets another. To set and then he changed the script. <laughs> there was another cut of the movie that I was going to watch, but due to time constraints, I wasn't able to. But for those that are willing to do the hunt, you can find it, and it's called the uh, the Morton Jenkel cut, and it's an extended like VHS quality cut of the movie that includes unfinished and deleted scenes because I remember even when I saw this in theaters I absolutely saw this in theaters and I'd never seen it since and it was only found in this specific cut um I don't want to jump ahead but at one point when they're showing off the uh the evolution chamber for the first time Toad goes in, he gets devolved into a Goomba, and then he comes out. And then afterward, Mario is supposed to go in there, but he pushes Koopa and he slips on slime out of nowhere. And then when the camera pulls back, you see slime is all over the floor because the deleted cut. And I remember in the theaters watching it, they de-evolved someone else for a worse crime. And instead of devolving him into a Goomba, they did like primordial ooze instead. And he just liquefied. That's... So that's that's a plan for the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And so they there's... probably thought it was a little dark. <clears throat> yeah. But it was weird because I explicitly remember seeing that in theaters. And I know it's not like a Mandela effect. I remember seeing it. And then finally seeing this cut, it's almost like I am finally get that validation that I remember seeing this. I'm just amazed that I haven't seen it since the theatrical cut in theaters. Well, it wasn't on the cassette version. No, I played the hell out of it. Uh, this is one of I, my favorite kid movies growing up. Anyway, I um, I, I guess I'll I'll look at this kind of the way that some people look at Hook, which I don't understand because I love Hook, but I think people that didn't grow up with it look at it and like this is a shit movie. I'm like, I don't They're understand why movie. you think that. <laughs> Why would they say that? It's a good movie. I yeah, I, I don't I like know. it. I don't love it. But oh, Hook. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I'm just it's saying, good. like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the Hook people. But looking at this movie, I'm not saying it's, well, Dean's yeah, a hooker. I'm not going to be harsh on it, but <laughs> it was hard. It was, it was tough. It was tough for me. Oh, well, thank you for getting through it with us. <clears throat> I'm going to rile Tim up. I would rather watch Drop Dead Fred again than watch the Mario Brothers. Bite your tongue clean off. <laughs> I like both. So uh, this movie, instead of starring all the other people I mentioned, it really does star uh, John Leguizamo. He's like such a baby in this movie compared to oh, yeah. like seeing him in like John Wick and he was recently in um, Violent Night. <laughs> I'm just like seeing him in this. It's like, holy shit. So we have John Leguizamo, we have Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper, Samantha Mathis, 
and our very own Opportunia, Fiona Shaw. And then lastly, this is also the only other movie that I know of with Fisher Stevens, and he is indeed not Indian at all. I was going to say... I was just about to say, you just reminded me, my pick is next. I just changed my movie already. I remember what I want to do now. Well, it wasn't recorded before, so it's uh, you're not you're yeah. not penalized. It's we're gonna keep this Fisher Stevens train rolling. I mean, we should announce at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I I was offended. Never mind. Never so, mind. were we saying, Dean? I was just offended that as a white man, that Fisher Stevens did whiteface for this movie. <laughs> I mean, for everybody that has only ever seen Short Circuit, is probably like, yeah, I agree. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so Fisher Stevens, Iggy, and Richard Edson, um, Spike, the the other half of that. He was the drummer for Sonic Youth, um, the band. And also you might recall him in Ferris Bueller when they give the keys to the garage attendant Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I'll take real good care of it. And then they're like taking off over the hills. That's him. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of character stuff, right? Yeah. I didn't know he was the drummer for Sonic Youth. That's so, that's news to me. Quite a storied career there. I, I had to laugh. I was thinking of, of Leguizamo in this. I'm like, he was born in Colombia. He's Colombian. But he's playing an Italian. I just... No. I just I, he's not what? Italian. Yeah. I no. just said he's I just said he's Colombian. He's not Italian in this. He's adopted. Oh. Well, that's what that was literally my note. I'm going to assume he was adopted into this Italian family. Is that is that a is that in the movie? Oh, yeah. Wait, no, it's it wasn't that he was adopted. He didn't know his parents. Mario raised him. Oh, Mario raised him, right? Well, same thing. I mean, foster whatever. <laughs> that's not the same. Well, no, I mean, if they're actual <laughs> brothers. And Mario's Italian, then Luigi's Italian. Just depends on if he got adopted by Mario or if it's their parents are gone, so Mario raised him. The way he was like, Mario's my mother, my father, it didn't sound right. I always assumed he was adopted. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And earlier versions of the script, when it was more adult, they, I, I think that was a lasting line from that. that like It was about their brotherly relationship and that he's all... But Mario raised Luigi, essentially. Yeah, he's not only every woman, he's every man. But I laughed because I, I had that as a note. And then when I read a quote from Leguizamo, and he said, It was my revenge for all those, those Italians who play Latins all the time. I'll embarrass them just the way they've embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, a re- it was a revenge role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it just made me laugh after my note. Well, also, I love that they, they're like, we need two Italian brothers, John Leguizamo and uh, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Nailed it. He, he. I mean, who else would you cast as Mario? I don't know. He he looks certainly looks the part. They talked about Bruno Kirby for a bit, which I can definitely see. I must Google Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby, if you search like City Slickers, um, he was also oh. in When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see him. Yeah, being Mario. I mean, it's whoever had a mustache in the early 90s. Was, was Tom a Selleck? Was a front runner. <laughs> Tom hey, Selleck. it's me, Mario. <laughs> I imagine him in like overalls, but no shirt. So you see his like hairy chest and like <laughs> just to get that demographic. Higgins as Luigi. <laughs> I do feel 
I do feel a little bad for Chris Pratt coming up. I hope he I uh, knocked it. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> he's on his own. He, he's definitely um, in way over his head. And I, for his sake, I hope he did a good job because the trailer's not showing off his voice. A little concerning, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it's the trailer looks fun. It still kind of annoys me overall. And I hope it's not just a case of. Yeah, it's just going to be Chris Pratt, and every so often we're going to have him do like "Wahoo." <laughs> that was the other argument because, like, you don't want Charles, what's his name, Charles Martinier or something. You don't want his sound clips throughout the whole movie because, like, yeah, we want to hear that that voice, but that's you can't do that for a full hour and a half movie. There's no way. I wonder if they even asked him, like, "Hey, can you do it, but just a little more normal?" Like, I wonder if they even gave him a chance. Because it's not like that's the only voice he does, but, you know. Well, I guess we'll see anyway. soon. My question is, why you... don't they just do the movie plot for Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, and then they can do it as an HBO limited series? Gino, Malo? Live action, or? <laughs> Square Enix wants a cut of that pie, and Nintendo doesn't want to give it up. Well, yeah, because they don't want to lose out on all the money they made from the last Super Mario movie. <laughs> Well, that's why I feel bad for uh, Chris Pratt, because if he fucks this up again, he gives Nintendo another reason never to put another Mario movie out for another 20 years. And everybody who wants like a but, Ocarina of Time movie would just <laughs> attack. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt the movie will live and die on his voice, but <laughs> then we just smash cut to a website headline. Mario movie <laughs> dies on Chris dies. Pratt's voice. <laughs> Narrator, it did. Yeah, so this movie, like I mentioned before, um, directed by the same two that created Max Headroom. Um, this was released on May 28th, 1993, to a massive failure, earning <laughs> about 39 million with a budget of between 40 to 50 million. It opened against Cliffhanger, which made $255 million worldwide. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Tim, what's that S word you like to use? They got shellacked. Shellacked? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I forgot how good 1993 is, because this is oh, yeah. like the month before Jurassic Park and everything else. Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs were hot. Yeah. I mean, the same... So, just in May alone... Um, it was like Hot Shots Part 2, um, Dave with um, Kevin Klein, Menace to Society. Have you seen Dragon, the Bruce Lee story? No. Oh. On TV a long time ago, yeah. yeah. It's a good one to dig up. Um, I haven't seen it in ages, but... Isn't Lauren Holly in that? Uh, sure, yeah, if you want. Okay. Do, do you think they added dinos and Dino Hatton because like they heard, like, oh, Jurassic Park's coming out, like... We gotta jump on this dinosaur train. Like, I think, is Yoshi the only real dinosaur? Like, do they say that Koopa's a dinosaur? No. Or did they invent that kind of thing? He's, I think, invented. I don't know too okay. much of the, like, deep cut Mario lore. I, I don't even know most of the topical Mario lore besides just, like... <laughs> I think their reasoning on including in some of the dino stuff is from Super Mario World, because I guess there was, like, a dino town or city or whatever which they Dino later Hatton. bring back up yeah like later um, like you said i'm not 
completely up on my Mario lore, other than like Legend of the Seven Stars and maybe a couple things here and there. Like I'm I'm not diehard into the specifics of the history. Nick, I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes here, but mm. I know I don't think we can move on. I, we, it, it goes without saying because this is a movie from our childhoods, but I think we have to say it. Um, who provides some vocal sounds in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> when that Goomba fell over, I immediately was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> He's here again. Good old He's Frank back. Walker as Goomba Frank. number like eight. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of the Goomba screams and stuff. This movie, I actually made a connection. In Mortal Kombat, Kevin Michael Richardson voices Goro, but Frank Welker does like Goro's like yells and like pain noises and stuff because they sound exactly like the screams that the Goombas do in this movie. It just made me think of Goro. That's all. That's why I had to look. I was like, wait, shit, Frank Welker do this? Is he in this movie too? Well, surprisingly sure enough. enough, I guess the the narration we get opening the movie is um yeah what's his name yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan Castellaneta yeah, he should have done it as Homer he should have <laughs> nobody said anything you know and it's funny because whenever I hear that intro I don't think it's him and then the second you say like you know don't forget this is voiced by Homer then immediately I can hear it yeah there's a little tone in the yeah you can hear it come out. Like when I did all my notes, I missed the intro a little bit. So I figured, oh, let me, before the recording, I'll go back and I'll re listen and um, just do like the intro thing a little bit better than what I had previously written. And then hearing that narration, I definitely, definitely heard it. So you all ready to get this, this dino party started? So I also, one quick thing I know they had a thousand writers on this, but one of them, Ed Solomon, later did uh, Men in Black. A couple of years later and did bill and oh, i don't want to i don't want to bring up the writers in this because who knows <laughs> who <laughs> did what and at what point what wasn't cut and like, that's why listener, i figured like one and done you listener you have to keep in mind if you have no idea the history of this movie like the amount of hands that were into this production was one of the worst cases in hollywood history to the point where i'm amazed they even I think they spent so much money, it got to the point where it's like, we can't fucking cancel it now. We have to put something in a can and ship it out. Did you know that... Is Disney's name anywhere on this movie? No. I don't think so. They were sold... It was partially financed to sell them distribution rights. So this was like partially Disney. Why is it not on Disney Plus? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to find out more info about how disney was connected to this and they, they were it? like backing it financially like i, I think nintendo is trying to sc- scrub it from the face of the earth like luke <clears throat> is trying to get rid of the holiday special and especially in advent of the new movie coming out they want to make sure no one utters the word bob hoskins or dino hatton <laughs> yeah I mean, again. poor bobby it, it is weird that in like 2023 it's not available on any streaming service it's like tough to find physical copies it's just wacky how scorched earth they went on this film it's funny because usually the one you know a a remake comes out that you know you get that re-release uh, and it's yeah residual checks come in um 
but they're like not interested at all. I guess Nintendo is not hurting for money. Maybe I don't know, but <laughs> you, you'll know things aren't going well when we finally get like a Pokemon MMO and we get Super Mario Brothers 4K release. <laughs> That's gonna please. be them outside with their hat overturned, just being like, "Please, <laughs> Sire, please." <laughs> you know we're good for it. One more Metroid. <laughs> So our movie starts with the only real direct reference to the original video game, and that's just the intro theme. That's it. Gets me. I, I thought, thought that, that was, was funny. Of all things to keep, <laughs> it's funny. There's a few like visual references and gags, sure, but like this is the only like direct one-to-one, and it's just the theme song, and that's it. They so didn't then... even Hollywoodize it. It's just straight up like, <laughs> this eight-bit, eight-bit music. Then the brilliant minds behind this movie choose to have the most like stereotypical Brooklyn accent narrated by <laughs> Dan Castellaneta to narrate this whole thing to a bunch of like digital cartoon looking dinosaurs <laughs> of just them enjoying life. Like, oh, I can't get no better than this. <laughs> so then Dan goes off to describe on how a meteorite struck the earth and created a parallel dimension, which is so 90s and force the dinosaurs there to continue to evolve into basically looking like just like us and then possibly <laughs> them finding a way to come back into our world i i couldn't get past the how dinosaurs turned into and looked exactly like humans but right i know it's a movie and they they probably just didn't want to do all the makeup and make people dinosaurs but i kind of like what they did with Dennis hopper's hair yeah of like the kind of it was ridges. cool hair yeah we should bring it back. Did, did the dinosaurs... So why don't we know about the parallel dimension? That the dinosaurs have better scientists than we did? We evolved? Let's not dig any... Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so shallow. If you even scratch... Like, the, the scratch off on I a scratch to. ticket is still too... Is too deep of a <laughs> digging into. I have to bring up these questions. I mean, then again... If that were the case, dinosaurs were already dinosaurs. We had to come from like the oceans and eventually turn into mammals and turn into like go through the stages. They've had tens of thousands of years on us at that point. So it's very possible they just have more advanced science. That's true. <clears throat> they were already complex beings. So it checks out. Is it a multiverse though, I wonder? Or is it only two dimensions? Okay, I've got lots of. <laughs> I got lots of questions. Yeah, because it's interesting on how you know they had the the twin towers in New York, and then they had the tower in Dino Hatton, and then when the mer the worlds merged together, the twin towers just became the same one. So, like, if one world erects a skyscraper, <laughs> does the other one get it automatically, or do they happen to have the same idea and concept? They just don't follow through with it a hundred percent, but it's still mm. present in the same location. Two independent minds happen to both have the same exact idea for partnered skyscrapers in a city. <laughs> Two completely separate committees managed to approve it in the same exact way and greenlight it in the same location. I'll buy it. <laughs> I know you guys joke. I am 100% on board at this point in the movie. I'm like, yeah, that all <laughs> sounds right to me. Let's do this. Take me home, Homer. So we, <laughs> so we see a woman running frantically in a heavy New York City rainstorm, dropping off a metal 
object thing at a church. She bangs on the door, hoping anyone to get anyone's attention. She runs off. Ah, the old leave a dinosaur egg on the church doorstep cliche. You would think they'd have a slot for that. (laughs) (laughs) She just jams it in. (laughs) I think she did after, uh, or they started to after this, but it's egg-shaped. Mother's like, why my baby? Whatever. Bad joke. (laughs) Nun comes outside, picks up the egg puts it on a table and then when the thing opens up we realize that it actually is an egg it's not just like a metal egg shaped looking thing <laughs> smash cuts to a giant pan over the stove <laughs> hey eggs are ten dollars now you know how expensive that thing would be that's <laughs> a lot i didn't remember this you know i mean they've got this movie so i was like oh wait is this mario is he a dinosaur <laughs> Uh, just a weird little dinosaur alien plumber i'm gonna assume that was peach that dropped off even though her name is not said in this movie ever but say that was it is it's oh wait you're saying peach dropped daisy off right yes so we cut to daisy i mean the woman running through the sewers but uh it's the same it's it's samantha mathis doing both roles they didn't even try to cover it up it's just the same She gets caught by Koopa and then she pushes some of the she pushes some of the overhead supports to the mine tunnel thing that she is in the middle of New York City. So it almost looked like in the same way of like a la Super Shredder and then an avalanche occurs. (laughs) (laughs) Koopa is a decorated general, though, for sure. You can see how he got so close to the king. Well, who knows? Yes. Well, who knows how many of those medals are legitimate, though? Like the North Korean guy, generals, yeah, it's like their oh, medals. it's like oh, you woke up today. That there's a whole ceremony. Uh, we see the egg. Ha- we jump back to the church, and then we see that the egg is hatching, and inside is actually a human baby. And then the nuns also notice that the baby was dropped off with a shard of some kind. That comes up later, and then we cut break back in case of emergency. Also, <laughs> at this point. The- Thing to break None up. of this is actually related to Mario canon or lore. <laughs> um, the only thing that's canon is the fact that she says Koopa. <laughs> that's all we got so far. True. Although Koopa, I uh, uh, was not a name; it was a like a, a race or group. The Koopas, King of the Koopas. That's true. It always I threw me off like... as a kid of like, oh, is King like why is there King Koopa? But then there's like King Bowser, and it's like it's. It was like, like a king the same of people. the Koopas. Yeah, he they changed. There's a whole thing with his name. Like it changed once they named all the things Koopas. It was like um, what's what's his name? Doctor Eggman versus Doctor Robotnik. They had like some weird thing with his name for a while. Yeah, Balrog yeah. and M Bison. <laughs> Vega. Oh, Vega. <laughs> all three. All three of them shifted. Yes. Anyway, so we cut over. We cut over to the Mario Brothers plumbing. No leak too small. Mario gets a call for more work and tells Luigi to get going. They're going broke and wants to hit up the next job as soon as possible. We find out that Luigi is a clear conspiracy nut watching this like (laughs) miraculous world show. Fox News. Um, I can't think of like a real life analog. It's almost like the Twilight Zone. I feel like there was a sci-fi channel show that was just like this. But it's basically just like supermarket tabloids of random crap. And then this episode of the show is going over the random abductions that are happening all throughout New York City. Case of the missing right. Brooklyn girls, I think he said. Mario, have you heard of Pizzagate? 
(laughs) (laughs) So as they're driving to the job site, Luigi uses his feeling to get them there faster. And this kind of plays in later on because they definitely have that relationship where Mario doesn't really want to listen to Luigi's input. And he has kind of like dead set in his ways. And Luigi will try to do like reverse psychology and manipulation to get him to do things that he wants to do. I did that like that later when they're driving with the directions. Yeah. And uh, even say what you will about the movie. Alan Silvestri did the soundtrack to this. And I love this soundtrack, especially. Yeah. Here. What a heavy hitter they got for this. The, um, the, the actual Super Mario theme song to this the actual theme song that they use i i i I love it you know it's sad that it's kind of self-contained and it'll never leave this movie but it always kind of struck home with me i like it i'm surprised that with the new super mario trailers and things they're like referencing back to the tv show and they're referencing back to other like older nostalgia things for the mario series and they haven't done anything to bring attention to this movie for it of like I even really... using that theme and doing like a little TV spot. Yeah, the TV spot where it's like a commercial in universe, like the Ghostbusters commercial did, but using the um, Super Mario Brothers Super Show theme song as the yeah. jingle for their commercial, I think is like marketing genius. That happened. I yeah. posted it on our Discord. Oh, shit! Oh, I haven't. I didn't. I don't have our thing pulled up. Dean's not part of our Discord. No, he's not. <laughs> They get a, they arrive on site, and then here they see a rival plumbing crew, Scapelli. They the uh, Scapellis beat them to the uh, the site, and Mario starts cursing up a storm, just so frustrated that you know he's trying to get work. Scapelli's always beating them to it, and it just makes you wonder, like Mario, are you just a shitty plumber, or is just Scapelli that big, much bigger of a company than you are? I I was confused. Like, do people just call? multiple plumbers and like whoever gets there first gets to do the work like why did that happen they posted on plumbers.com <laughs> it's like competing for leads <laughs> they have to bid on I've it got like the, a government weapons contract I've got the glen gary plumbing leads <laughs> abp always be plumbing if i'm not mistaken this actually was one of the deleted scenes was they get to the site and they actually go in mm. and the entire kitchen it's like a um like a restaurant kitchen and there's just everything is completely flooded and i forget the exact thing that happens but they ended up like walking away from the job because i think the scapellis were already yeah the scapellis were already there so they were handling the work but it was too late but that is a deleted scene that they go into the kitchen restaurant and they still bickering back and forth. It's like the mob. The mob runs this contracting business. <laughs> he had that feel to him. Definitely like an it Italian mob felt like boss. It like the definitely whole thing felt was like that way. More of a front for his goons. <laughs> yeah. For his goombas. <laughs> Wait. yeah i got that same light bulb moment too like he is the real life analog to koopa he happens to be a tycoon for a plumbing company meanwhile a news reporter mentions that um, a construction site is being interrupted by a dig site because of archaeological finds and in here we meet the head our paleontologist archaeologist whatever uh her name's daisy played by samantha mathis and is uh pushing She's pushing back and trying to keep her site going, 
but is getting threatened by Scapelli of all people. I don't know why he's involved with it specifically. The movie doesn't mention why the plumbing company is doing anything. They might be laying, they might be setting up pipe. Or I think uh, that I think like Scapelli's like a whole contractor. They just have like a, a whole contracting thing. A, yeah, yeah, they have they have everybody. They're vertically integrated or horizontally. I guess he two. is uh, pretty well connected then. Yeah. And then next we meet Iggy and his cousin Spike. Um, they're clearly weird. We at first we have no idea what's going on. They're just two dudes. Um, I don't know which one is which, but one of them gets hot dogs. They bring him into the car, and then <laughs> like a weird gag through the movie is they don't know how to eat human food, so they take the hot dog out of the bun, throw the bun out the window, and then just start to eat the hot dog by itself. <laughs> yeah, that was healthier. Good. Yeah, right. Uh, they spot Daisy, and then they mention that Koopa is looking for her, and they're convinced that this is the right girl this time. So they don't really go into detail yet. So it kind of leaves you like wondering what's going on here. I I mean, I guess I kind of thought at that time, oh, they're the, like the serial kidnappers. Yeah. <laughs> that the news is talking about. Mario and Luigi are seen driving back when their car breaks down. So when she was getting threatened by Scapelli, Daisy said that she was going to call like the university to get some kind of like backup from them. So, at this point, when the Mario car breaks down, Daisy is walking to a, <laughs> the nearest payphone. Which, kids, if you don't As know you what do. a payphone is, <laughs> um, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw a payphone the other day. We were um, no shit. driving around and we were headed to a bakery. And I parked and then I look over and there was a payphone. I was like, there's a payphone in 2023? You would I'm half expecting would to be around. like, it's a payphone that you like scan a QR code and it just makes your call. And David Arquette shows up out of nowhere and tells you to get a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Payphones are what you use at the movie theater to call your parents to pick you up. Or the mall. and Or the mall. And you always called collect and said, pick us up instead of saying your name. Mm -hmm. So the operator on the other end is like, will you accept the charges from pick us up? Then you say no, and you don't get charged for the call. And then you know it's time to pick your kids up. <laughs> My name's Bob. We had a baby. It's, it's a, a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that, honey? <laughs> We're getting into a very specific nostalgia that some people are probably listening to. And they're like, oh, I, re I remember that commercial. If cell phones didn't die... I'm sorry. If payphones didn't die because of cellular phones, they would have died in 2020 when COVID hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine? No one stopped wants to using use payphones. They're self-cleaning because the handles heat up to 10,000 Kelvin in between each call. Because <laughs> they're in a glass box in the middle of the summer. <laughs> Just turns your bones to glass in there if you don't get out before it starts. <laughs> In Orlando, uh, in Orlando, there's like an Easter egg for um, something from Harry Potter in the uh, Wizarding World. And one of the payphones there, if you dial in a specific thing, you'll get a recording from the Mystery of Magic. I always wanted to go in there and check it out, but I swear to God, it's like they don't have, because it's a real, well, 
a replica payphone. When you go in there in the hot Florida sun, like you can't, you can literally cook a whole meal in there, not need any source of heat because <laughs> it's just hot enough naturally to even, it's so stifling. I can't imagine how we used to do that back in the day. I'll go take photos for the Instagram page of that payphone. If anybody <laughs> wants to live vicariously. That one specific payphone. The last payphone in America. I'm going to go call you from that payphone just for the memories. Just for the caller ID. I wonder what comes up. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So uh, Daisy's walking to a payphone called at university. And that's where we see Iggy and Spike try to nab her and uh, kidnap her into the car. But as one of them comes up, they actually get hit with the the pane glass window trope. Two guys are walking across the street with a clear glass pane window and he hits it. (laughs) I think that's the only instance where I've actually seen that trope in a real scenario and not like it being like just set up as an actual joke in itself. Yeah. Like something out of like hot shots or something or naked gun. Between that and like a there's always a fruit cart vendor. Yeah. So um, while Mario is um, trying to fix the van, it's like smoke's billing out of the radiator and stuff. He tells Luigi to go check on their voicemail for any possible calls. <laughs> Sorry, not voicemail, answering machine. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. It works. Well, it's for the context of the movie. I laughed at this part, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So while Luigi's listening to the answering machine, he realizes that Daisy's waiting to use the phone. And immediately you can tell that he's head over heels for her. And uh, he ends up letting her use the phone. He walks over to uh, Mario. And you can hear through the speaker anyway, but Luigi's not listening anymore. But like some guy did end up calling for a potential job. And it's almost like the guy is just like in mid-panic trying to... He sounds like Teddy from... Bob's Burgers too. Bobby, he's just Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> like shit's basically on plumber. fire. He's trying to fix it, and he's just like trying to like, inst- or maybe not on fire, but like pipes are. I can imagine just bursting in his like apartment or something. And he's trying to get the plumbers to come in and fix it, and he's just trying to like <laughs> pleading for help. Like, please, you need to come down here. I got like a lot of problems going on. We just hangs up the phone. He didn't even listen to a word of it. I did laugh at that. Though. He's like, send plumbers. Send all the plumbers. Send, <laughs> send so all the plumbers you have. Extra plumbers. I think it was like a hotel owner or something. Yeah. They finally show up and you just see like one pruned hand <laughs> sticking out of the water. So when uh, Luigi goes back to Mario, Mario could tell that he's into her. So he kind of like, I like that relationship between him and Mario. That it's like he is very encouraging and he just kind of like pushes luigi to go like yeah you know go talk to her like do your do your thing so luigi you ain't been laid in two months (laughs) you're getting on my nerves (laughs) so daisy ends up hanging up the phone she sees that um luigi's kind of awkwardly staring but she goes over and being polite she thanks him for the uh using the phone he offers to give her a ride back to the site and I like this whole exchange here, because when they finally do, she accepts. He's stumbling over his words left and right. And so then when they get to the construction site, he asks her out to dinner. And then it's like Mario's still encouraging him, like you know. Do you eat? <laughs> yeah. Dinner? <laughs> sure. Luigi does not have game. <laughs> 
No, not in the slightest bit. He is absolutely the awkward brother that uh, the game has put him out to be. I do like that they make, in this case, like the way they do Luigi as a much younger brother rather than like they're around the same age and it's a little bit more of a rivalry. It's he is the the mentor and older brother role for him. Mm. Yeah. I want to see, I wish this, we got the trilogy where we see like, the Luigi that we see in Mario Kart, like angrily, like smashing <laughs> other players. It's like the we'll uh, Captain to that point. It's the Captain America picking up Mjolnir moment at the very end of the third movie. That's when Luigi just kind of like he cracks, and then he becomes like Dark Luigi. His field of fucks is barren. Does not have any to give. Yeah, why? It's a shame we didn't get any sort of like sequel so we can get a wario and waluigi to this mm, i think they played a, them i think they made a comic and that i think it only sequel. i think it only came out like in the last five or six years so it's relatively new interesting i'm interested Very in reading too but it's i have a hard time finding comics there's been several that I've wanted to read and pick up, but I don't want to do it digitally. I want to hold it in my hands. So finding something like that's always been kind of tough. Go comic hunting. Yeah. So that night, um, they are all out on a date. It looks like they um, did like a double date that uh, Mario has his girlfriend named Daniela. And uh, Daisy had come along. Um. And just like small talk and stuff, Daisy goes over what she's doing at the site. And then she's saying that it is possible that at the site is where um, a me the meteor that hit the earth is the one that killed the dinosaurs. But um, FYI, it's, it's not. The real one <laughs> is in the Yucatan Peninsula, if you don't know. Actually, <laughs> there's scientific evidence is that's that's where it, it hit. It's not but, Brooklyn. Um, it's not Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, this is an alternate dimension. The different dimensions were created, so I don't, you know. I'll give him that. <laughs> I like that bit with Luigi, too. He's like, there used to be dinosaurs here. And Mario just kind of leans over like, there used to be Dodges here, too. Yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> like, for all of its faults, there were a couple things throughout this movie that I did, like, even now, not even nostalgia-wise, like, I just genuinely laughed at just through the script. and I did like that yeah for all the acting pains that they must have gone through they did clearly have a lot of chemistry with each other and i think that camaraderie and brotherhood kind of shine through because of just if we're going to be in this shit together at least let's make the best of it yeah i think it's so called trauma bonding <laughs> <laughs> yeah so here um daisy shares that she's an orphan and uh, Luigi admits that he is too. Oh, so that, they're all orphans. Yeah, and that Mario has been his family figures all his life. He's been his mother, his father. And, and it, it's clear between the two of them that they're very much hitting it off. And Mario smiles as he watches his brother fall for Daisy. Um, dinner wraps up. Mario leaves with Daniela. Um, Luigi offers to walk Daisy back to the construction site. In fact, he said what, what some corny line, like, I'd be proud to... I'd be honored to walk you back to her apartment. The two are talking and then they decide, you know what? Let me show you the construction site since you're so into it. So they do that. 
So Daisy then, takes a guy she met today who took her into a van to a dig site by herself <laughs> underground. She's got a dinosaur brain. You can't fault her. <laughs> I came out of well, an egg. What do you expect? In her defense, it's pretty clear. Like the vibes are different. He didn't give off any creepy. He just probably he like was a nice, a very nice man. Yeah. It said Ten Bundy was charming too, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> She's not from here, though, so she wouldn't know about Ten Bundy. <laughs> yeah, they probably have like Dino Bundy over on the other side somewhere. <laughs> You help me with my babams to my car. Do you have a dinosaur version of everything from our world? We don't have anything like a babam. I will say though, seeing everyone overreact to the babam, I remember it being like this massive nuclear type explosion, and then rewatching it, I'm like, that's it. Yeah, it's like unless you're directly on the babam, you're not endangered by the babam. Yeah. So Mario leaves with Daniela um, at the same time. And then, but as Mario escorts Daniela out, Iggy and Spike are watching and they think it's Daisy in disguise. So they plan on kidnapping her instead. They do admit that they were mistaken for the last four girls they kidnapped and they start to follow Mario. (laughs) Another torso turns up in the Brooklyn River. (laughs) Partially eaten. (laughs) This this Incorrectly. I think this is that scene was where they, or at least where I wrote noted that oh Daisy's the dinosaur baby, and then I thought like did that shake the faith of every anyone at the at the church like what the <laughs> fuck is this? Yeah right. If that egg was dropped off at any other time period, they would have destroyed that egg so fast. Or the baby we anyway. Were all wrong. Obviously, Satan's child. <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't know, that thought popped into my head. Either that, it's not like they double down, it's like we were all wrong, and then just smash cuts to them, like, going just wild. It's like the hedonistic weekend. <laughs> Live your the, life to yeah. the fullest. Smoking doobies. Yeah. We come out of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> they start a new religion. That's their new savior. <laughs> anyway, that's, yeah. Uh, Daisy and Luigi walk... And she invites him to the dig site, show him around. Um, and then Mario drops off Daniela. And then just as he like kind of drops her off, kisses her goodnight, and walks out of frame, that's when we see Iggy and Spike black bag and kidnap her. <laughs> You're about to be taken. I think it's funny, too. Mario's not that far behind. And she's screaming for Mario. And he's as deaf as a <laughs> completely deaf. It just cuts to that, him that just was... like whistling, walking away. <laughs> That's a cut scene where they show him take putting new batteries in his ear, hearing aids. He's yeah. listening to his own theme song. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we go back to Luigi and Daisy, who are now at the dick site. And the skeleton they dug up looks oddly humanoid. I, I don't remember specifically in my notes. I just remember like she's describing on how like I mean, the thing's got like it's opposable, got opposable thumbs. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. it was trying to be human. How did it know what humanity was by then? <laughs> well, it's dinosaurs back then dreamed of being humans. <laughs> I guess if you uh, wish hard enough, anything can happen there, Timmy. Da, da, da. Oh, no! They used. <laughs> That's always tied their. They tied their fingers in a specific way, like people would. 
do to like oh stretch God. their necks. Body modification. Like we want a opposable thumb. Will really help <laughs> us as a species. Um, meanwhile, Luigi continues to flirt, and just when they're about to kiss, they see two Scapelli guys run past as pipes explode behind them. <laughs> and now the water is just gushing out of broken pipes, and it's slowly starting to uh, flood the place. So I think this is funny on how Luigi and Daisy run all the way back to their M- Luigi's Mario's apartment for them to just go all the way back. Because I'd imagine in the time it takes you to run all the way, because he walked there, Mario took the car. By the time he would have walked to there and then <laughs> walked daylight. all the way back, yeah, it would have been daylight and the whole place would have been more flooded than the Titanic at this point. Well, I, I just love how they go in and they're like, the Scapelli's flooded the dig site and Mario immediately grabs his tools and he's like, let's go. <laughs> got deep, <gasps> fuck them. Deep, hot, like, hot-blooded, like, um hatred for the scapelli yeah i came here to kick ass and plumb and i'm all out of ass <laughs> i like that daisy's like aren't you a plumber he's like oh yeah i know how to fix this and then he goes to get mario <laughs> well he's an apprentice <laughs> he is an apprentice i realized that later but it just oh god funny. i love that line too i'm not a, i'm not a plumber i'm just apprenticing <laughs> just like, oh, oh yeah when they get under the, under the bus i love that <laughs> i mean what if they were just like Okay, let him go, and they shoot Mario right in the head. He's just an apprentice. <laughs> shoot him in the leg. I do, like, aside from all the stuff they change in the movie from, like, Mario, I do like that they show pre-adventure and, like, the whole Mushroom mm-hmm. Kingdom of Mario getting a chance to be a plumber. Cause yeah, he's always, always a plumber like, in everything, but he's never actually a plumber in anything. Yeah. It's like we never actually get to see him use plumbing skills. It's always, oh, I can jump on somebody's head and crush a skull. And it's like, yeah, but can you, like, fix a clog? I can lay the pipe. Just you bet on it. Da-da-da-da-da. Baseline. <laughs> Let's go. Boom, 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 boom. Wahoo! So Iggy and Spike return. Um like seconds later and then that's when they they reveal that they know they fucked up for the final time if they kidnap the wrong girl they they know they're dead which this is what the fifth wrong girl at this point koopa's for as bad as they make koopa to seem like he's very patient yeah when they get back they can hear like commotion nearby because they're in the same cave system as mario and daisy and them are trying to fix the the leak so here's where they sneak up. Um, they realize that Daisy's right there. They sneak up. They clock both of them over the heads with like the the tools that they had laying around, and then they just, they kidnap Daisy. Oh no! Oh no! Daisy's seconds, an abyss alien. Seconds later, they wake up, and Luigi follows her voice deeper and deeper into the cave, and then they hear her voice echoing, but see that her voice is actually coming through the rocks. And then here we see the most 90s special effect of her materializing through the rock. <laughs> it's like a nightmare on Elm Street of her just like pushing her face against the rock. I didn't mind that effect too much, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad. Originally, like all jokes aside, they were thinking about submitting this, I guess, for best visual effects for the Academy Awards that year. <laughs> Can you imagine if it won? <laughs> I mean, Jurassic <laughs> Park came out in the oh, that, same year. They were completely in the world where Jurassic yeah, Park that was, wasn't released. <laughs> right. I think some of the um, the tools and whatnot used for the visual effects, even though like they're definitely dated, 
some of the tools, this was the first time that certain ones were used that would are still used now for the most part. Like what? Um, there's a software called Autodesk Flame that's used for visual effects. This was the first one it was used for, and then that is still used now. Yeah, it's it's funny how with a movie as bad as this one, it does have some marks of like potential success, and they they did treat it like they were trying to make the next best thing. Like I'm surprised Alan Silvestri did this, and he's a big name, and that's why I like they even paid him enough money, huh? They paid him enough. That's that's true. Well, it's just like I I don't know, it makes me think of like how do composers like especially big names too. Oh, well then again was was Alan Silvestri even a big name at this point? I think he had done a couple things. I'd looked into him earlier but didn't cuz like pre years. pre 90s all I can think of is um James uh, John Williams and um and um Danny Elfman. But I don't even think he was composing at that point in time. I think he might have started to but I don't know his... Alan or who, who Alan or the other guys, Alan Silvestri. No. Um, yeah. Well, Alan Silvestri, I like pre nineties, the only composers I can think he... of for movies that were oh, like really yeah. big were, um, he did John um, Williams. He did predator. He also did who framed Roger rabbit. He also did back to the future. He also did. Oh, yeah, that was 85. That was 85. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's a huge cultural oh, yeah, theme that time. he came up with. He did yeah, Mac so... and me. <laughs> he did not. He did. Oh my he god! He did. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see he's a little—he's all over the map there. So I think the, the big the thing abyss. is write yeah. him a check. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, he was a heavy. He was well established before this came out. You know, and actually, that kind of that—that is the proper defense because, like, I always thought when they made Star Wars, it was the stack like the cards were stacked so heavily against it and everything that John Williams has ever touched is pure gold, you know, in terms of movie quality and just his performance itself as a composer, like how can you hire such a great composer? And then a like, the, there's no way in hell the movie can be that bad. I guess this is the proof. <laughs> you just came off with is. back to the future. And like, how could you possibly make a bad movie by hiring such a great composer? Like, well, here you go because the movie the music in this movie is phenomenal just i think that's probably the only shining thing about it from start to finish and daisy's cute yeah i did have a crush on her growing up (laughs) uh let's see so without even thinking um he kisses mario on the forehead and just dives into the rock just like platform nine and three quarters um mario (laughs) is super apprehensive he doesn't want to do it and he doesn't really jump in he more like falls in and then we see him spin (laughs) and tumble through like that wormhole and then finally he rematerializes out on the other side and then they continue to just chase daisy's screams and that's where we discover the fungus covered dino hatton dino hatton he like falls through that one willy wonka scene that scares the kids yeah, <laughs> that's what it's, <laughs> it was like super nineties and like. The funnier part yeah. is, is you see you see them enter and exit out of the portal a lot later on in the movie, and they don't do that bit in between anymore. Which I'm wondering, we know Dino Hatton, we know the real world. What is that world in between? <laughs> is that like the quantum it's realm? Hell. Pretty sure it's hell. It's hell. It's a bent horizon. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come with me, Luigi. Where we're going, we don't need eyes. Can you imagine just Paul Rudd is acting to Evangeline Lilly, fighting Kang, and then all of a sudden in the background you see Mario spinning in the air, and he goes out of one wormhole and goes into the next one. No context, nothing at all. They don't even acknowledge it in the Ant-Man movie. They're just doing their own thing, but you see that in the background. I would love what that if kind of Bob Easter Hoskins movie? lands and then he's just like, oh, another one, huh? And then just like cracks his knuckles. <laughs> uppercuts digital bob hoskins (laughs) my estate sold me out he says from the afterlife (laughs) rest in peace bob hoskins i mean i was saying he was gonna win that fight but i guess yeah you can also say the mcu literally murders a digital version of a beloved actor it was disney's revenge because they had a hand on that movie so I think it'd be funnier too because it's like the quantum realm and like Ant-Man is supposed to be super, super, super tiny. But if like Bob Hoskins were to spin by, but he's like a thousand times larger than everybody else. So it's very clear that he's like spinning through space. I think it'd be funny. That's when he's on the mushroom. (laughs) Yeah. So in the streets, um, we see some lizard street meat ladies walking eggs in baskets cars with engines spitting out sparks mario's just in pure disbelief as to what he's seeing there's a bunch of uh easter egg easter eggs here i like the bullet bill bar bullet bills thwomp stompers hammer brothers tattoos and that's about it that's uh um, I mean, the end <laughs> that's it. there's there's a few that others apparently mm-hmm. there are there are a few other easter eggs too but it's just by name and maybe like quick sight gags but there's not mm. any um direct i think the babam and the bullet bill canisters that go into the thwomp boots are the only true oh, analogs that. from that and not like the the, the flamethrowers are obviously like supposed to be like the fire flower yeah fireball spitting thing yeah and the raccoon suit that bob hoskins gets into (laughs) yeah yeah he turns to stone oh don't forget like the little boot thing later on he just goes into a oversized boot (laughs) the one thing i did well a bunch of things i liked but the the line that i liked that i wish they have mario say in the new movie uh, is when they're looking for Iggy and Spike, Mario says, I'll break every bone of their body, then I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you just want to hear like Chris Pratt say that in the new film. <laughs> As he like just brandishes a wrench. Um, so this movie's rated PG. Was I correct in seeing the movie theater says, I was a teenage mammal, and then under it, XXX? 90s was I a different that. time. That's literally no. It, that's what it says. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. I I feel like that joke could have been stronger too. I was a teenage werewolf. You just say I was a teenage mammal. I I guess I don't know because they hate mammals. Yeah. Do we hate werewolves? I guess because they kill us. All right, the joke is too. fine. Unless it was I was a teenage <laughs> like wereman. <laughs> He turns into a human. Yeah, it was like the yeah, like the, playing on the concept of where or something would have been funny. I mean, the joke is the dumb, XXX though, con- considering just... like they look like us anyway. Some of them are weird <laughs> and they have like scale prosthetics added yeah. to their face, but most, that most people in this movie that. that like the the 
chief of police. He's a famous actor. I recognize him in a yeah. bunch of stuff. I don't know his name, but he looks completely yeah. normal. There's nothing wrong with him at all. Oh, you didn't see his tail just below the camera. Oh, no, I was too focused on the fact that he was getting like a <laughs> neck massage with a girl in BDSM outfit. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who saw that. Where like the guy <laughs> next to him behind him that as they're talking... The guy like smack like the cop is talking to somebody, then smashes a bottle and jumps over the side after them. <laughs> there is plenty of stuff that just like happens in the background or throwaway lines that I thought were hilarious in this movie. I have another line coming up, a question. I don't know if you guys have the same question, but I'll wait till Nick gets there. So here we meet Koopa formally in Ampetunia, um, as he gives exposition as to what's actually going on. I wrote citation and I never went back here. So <laughs> he, um, <laughs> you get a damn you past Nick. Get an F minus. As much as I love this movie, I also, also don't like it at the same time because there are some things that are just so incredulous. Like I don't want to look this up again. So through memory, um, he's, he wants a meteorite shred fragment so that he can merge our world with his and he can effectively take over our world because they've used up all of the natural resources in theirs. So he spins a globe and it looks like Mars with the exception of on the very top of the globe is like a New York City styled city on it. And that's it. And then the whole rest of the planet is just a pure desert. So he wants to merge his with ours. So he has resources again. And he needs the meteorite shard fragment piece thing in order to do it. My other question is, what makes him think that if he can merge the worlds, he can take over ours? Because in terms of their stuff, it's like, yeah, we've seen their little bombs. We've seen like their flamethrower thing. We've seen the de-evolution ray. But we wouldn't hesitate to actually probably nuke dino hat well you can't nuke it if you're a monkey no i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they'd still <laughs> nuke it <laughs> like the de-evolution ray takes like a couple seconds to turn somebody i think it, it it would just be a case of like he's got a gun and then they just open fire yeah also they only have a city's worth of people and we're like they're you know billions strong and we're not even united anyway. at that point either <laughs> that's true <laughs> he's just attacking the u.s do you really think all the other countries wouldn't uh hesitate to join in on that i mean realistically <laughs> even if it was just manhattan versus dino hatton i'm pretty sure actual new yorkers would take them out yeah for real he hasn't <laughs> you seen... mess with one of us you mess with all of us he hasn't seen the uh any spider-man movie where they rally up against <laughs> yeah. the guy they're carrying mario through the crowd careful there's a hero here <laughs> I'm drastic, <laughs> drastically underestimated. So, if this movie was made today, I think that Andy Samberg and Alan Tudyk would play Iggy and Spike. <laughs> Thoughts? I could see that. I could see that. They tell Koopa that um, she has been successfully kidnapped, the real Daisy this time, and she's being defungused. But he needs the rock, which they forgot. Dwayne um, Johnson? <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, sure. Throw him in. <laughs> Why not? He still needs a franchise to latch to. 
Uh, <laughs> they say that a pair of uh, plumbers took it, and he <laughs> Koopa puts out a plumber alert for some serious Koopa coin rewards. I don't understand. Like, like do they <laughs> ever explain why specifically they're just like, oh my god, plumbers? <laughs> unless i just miss it i'm like why plumbers and he just turns to like his like chief of staff plumber alert <laughs> they don't have plumbers in that city or in a plumbing of any kind we never see running oh we don't see running water we just see them in a hot tub or a pool well made hmm. of mud and you need mud as two oh. ingredients well the thing i love about mud oh never mind <laughs> dean you remember his line right it's clean and it's also dirty uh, in so many words yeah <laughs> <laughs> i looked at lena i was like it's andor's mom that's it the is. same actress it is did you guys realize that yeah we we did uh, or not his mom but you know his yeah, uh, yeah. His adopted mother you mother know. figure yeah the end because sorry she was did you mention that no <laughs> exactly i made my star wars quota for the episode already so gotcha yeah, just adding. You'll have to fill in. Nick's more. recharging his batteries for Mandalorian season four. <laughs> Three? Three? Three. Three. Doesn't Book of Boba Fett count as <laughs> Mandalorian season three? <laughs> you could argue that. You could. I think Get they call it season line. 3.5. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the street. Anyway. On the street, uh, Mario and Luigi get mugged by a sweet old lady at gunpoint. Or not gunpoint. <laughs> She's got like a rifle that acts like a cattle prod. Yeah, it's like a cattle taser. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's the line that I heard that I'm like, I, I listened to it three times. I don't know what she said. I need Koopa coins? No. First they run into a woman and she's like, get out of my way. Excuse me, Miss Lady, can you tell me where I am? Yeah, you're in my way. Egg suckers. What are these people? Go back and listen to it. No. She turns around and is like, calls it, she's, here's what I hear. She calls them dick suckers. <laughs> what is she actually saying to them? I think egg suckers. Egg suckers? I, I Because it sounds like dick suckers. <laughs> it was see. the one part of the script that slipped through all the variants. <laughs> I listened to it three times. I'm like, all I hear is dick suckers. Like, it's. It was baffling to me, and I was like, "That can't be what she's saying." But they she really... just shanks Luigi in the stomach. All right, hold on. I, I pulled it up, <laughs> lady. We're looking for somebody. We're from Brooklyn. Shouldn't wander around without a weapon. <laughs> you got one? No. Oh, it's not the old oh. lady. It's there's a woman before that. Oh yeah, oh. and then somebody she's like pushing a stroller or something. Well, she says, "Get them up, suckers." Get them up, it, suckers. Yeah, that's what she says. Because she she is like, "All right, get them up, suckers." Assume like I imagine like the hands because that's when she pokes Mario with. No, the, no, it's not the old lady. It's, it's the one. There's a woman that. before her. So multiple people in one scene call them suckers. <laughs> oh, it is egg suckers. Now that you've said egg suckers, egg suckers. Yeah. Now I hear it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's the one, sorry about the, that tangent. The woman, the woman that looks like Rosie O'Donnell yeah 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 sorry i just couldn't not hear dick suckers <laughs> i just i want to live in that i want to just pretend that's what she says so i could just if hilarious it makes, if it makes the movie more viable for you i think the directors will allow that to, uh, sure does. yeah that's actually the the morgan jankel cut yeah <laughs> but 
I like how Bertha shows up and just Mrs. Deagles this old woman right off the uh, <laughs> like bridge onto a car. <laughs> Bertha was pretty cool in this movie. I don't she know if what's more entertaining, the fact that she just like yeets her off that thing or the fact that the old woman lands on it and then instantly just like grabs her gun again, <laughs> tases somebody else and just like, give me this and like takes his car. She's uh, she's tenacious. She's worse than Koopa. <laughs> like they should have yeah. an APB out for her, unless Koopa's or already what? decided. Like, no, she owns Bullet Bill Town. Why hasn't she taken over like as king yet? As queen, <laughs> they've developed anti-taser technology, and she's got nothing left. She busts in with she busts in Koopa's office. <laughs> Get out of here, dick sucker! <laughs> we see um for the first time the when big bertha takes the rock and she walks away kind of like you see her boots that she's wearing i at one i've always wanted these boots even since like ever since seeing this as a kid always wanted a pair i'd rather have this pair than the the back to the future shoes if i had a choice between the two well one of them lace themselves the other lets you fly exactly oh <laughs> so i agree with you i would take these a thousand percent yeah and then also these are the same boots that were used in the movie face off Oh. oh yeah during the uh, magnetic prison scene wait it's they literally the... use like the same props yes that's crazy it even, that i was wondering why it said thwomp on them does it really no <laughs> just in face off no explanation they're just like here quick put these on and they're just like thwomp boots you're right nicholas cage is say... john travolta as nicholas cage um <laughs> puts a bullet bill into it <laughs> yeah he's trying to find them <laughs> His boots say I am Caster Troy on the side of them. <laughs> um I I on one hand I I appreciate that they try to give, you know, reason for like the brothers being able to jump, but I feel like they don't maybe just don't use them as enough as much as they should. I agree. In this movie. Or it's tricky to pull off with the technology, I guess, cuz it's like the way that Bertha jumps away, it's like She's just on a harness, just being pulled up through the air. I mean, they do the same thing now. Just there's no superhero landing to make it look like it's modern. (laughs) The physics just look like, oh, that person's moving unnaturally as opposed to actually jumping through the air. Like there's no weight to it. Right. Like if he jumped onto a Goomba head, it it wouldn't be like, oh, he crushed his skull. It would just be like, (laughs) no, he just is now on his shoulders. (laughs) I do like the boots, like as a a device. Like they're pretty cool. So on the street, um, Mario and Luigi now meet Toad, a street musician, and uh, a local cop. Nice hair. (laughs) Yeah, it is a Uh, folk singer, Mojo Nixon. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Apparently, the role was offered to Tom Waits, and he didn't want to do it or couldn't do it. He could have saved this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Waits, I'm Toad. His song would have been interesting. In an alternate reality, he is the only piece of the movie that brought it close enough to the game that people looked at it differently. <laughs> the new Mario movie coming out would have been uh, Mario like 15 and it would have been the sequels to this one. Solely focused on Toad. A local cop hears the anti-Koopa rhetoric and arrests Toad for it and Mario speaks up for him but that's when the cop sees that Mario's a plumber and he arrests him too. 
uh, this is the part where Luigi's like, he's a plumber. I'm just apprenticing. <laughs> that, that got an actual laugh out of me. That's I think it's the only laugh that the movie still gets out of me. So back in the Koopa Tower, uh, Daisy's thrown into a jail cell with the other kidnapped Brooklyn girls. And here we see Daniela. She was also kidnapped and they get reunited. And then this scene here is pretty funny. It's the chaotic nature of... Um, mario getting thrown into booking at the police station and then here specifically is where we get the famous mario mario and luigi mario scene where the cops asking what's your name mario what's your last name mario (laughs) and then he looks over to luigi like what you're luigi luigi he's like no no no, i'm luigi mario see he's mario mario and then the cops (laughs) just like i'm done just go (laughs) and then i do like like that they tackled that idea yeah and then here's where they get defungused. So like a barrel of Barbasol gets dumped onto them and they go through processing. Um, <laughs> this is one of the few blinking your miss it points of exposition. And Toad yells out that the fungus is taking over the city. And that's why they're getting through like the cleaning process area. Because leading up to that point, we had no idea why the fungus is there. But it's you have to be paying attention, which is a little difficult at this point in the movie. So if you're not listening or paying attention, that's why. And I think they bring it up a couple of times afterward just in case because it's you you really do have to be listening for it to hear Toad yell it. Yeah. But now in what I guess you can call jail, um, Toad gives a lot more exposition on how like the fungus spread through the whole city, how the old king is actually the fungus who is now just de-evolved. And it kind of leaves the breadcrumbs for um, the eventual de-evolution chamber that we get to see later. I love how the intake police designed um, cameras to look like uh, assault sniper rifles. And they're prepping the the cameras and it just sounds like all the guns are cocking and getting like the magazines (laughs) loaded in. They have laser sights instead of inventing viewfinders, I guess. (laughs) I wonder if it's just specifically to get the most startled look from the people they're taking the picture of. (laughs) Certainly were. And I do do love that, like, they use those mug shots through the whole rest of the movie. So every time you see, like, the wanted plumbers or wanted Mario poster, it's him with, like, you know, deer in headlights. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Look on his face. (laughs) I should do that as the poster for the episode. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, Mario and Luigi are now brought in to talk to their lawyer, quote unquote, who is uh, who we know is just Koopa. And we also learn here that he's apparently a germaphobe. Uh, he's <laughs> the there. <white> stuff. <laughs> he's there only to ask specifically for the meteorite piece. And uh, when Luigi acts confused about it, Koopa starts to strangle Luigi like uh, Homer does with Bart. Yeah, I thought he was like putting his (laughs) thumbs into his eyes. (laughs) Tears his head apart like the Viper fight in Game of Thrones. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So Koopa's just done with it. It's like, all right, well, I got the princess. I don't need the plumbers anymore. I'm going to get rid of them so we head over to the de-evolution room and this is where toad is hooked up to the machine and he is de-evolved into the cretaceous period whatever that means toad got done wrong right so whatever that means with the cretaceous period it just he gets i don't understand how any of this works (laughs) so his head and brain shrinks simple nick (laughs) i know i gotta i can't scratch the surface at all (laughs) 
<laughs> um, his... I like how the computer's like de-evolved. Cretaceous. Cretaceous. <laughs> um, his his head and brain shrink, and then revealing what the Goombas are in this movie. And I love how in the video game, a Goomba is just like a massive head with legs. And then this is just a massive body with a tiny head. <laughs> And then some creatures, so you got like this ugly, terrifying thing because like every time he smiles and talks, you see like the tiny teeth, but like there's just a ton of them. Like it it really rubs my brain wrong the wrong way kind of thing. Like I can't describe it. Like it really is unsettling to look at him like that. But then you got another few that just their heads look like they're actual lizard heads oh right and like it's like they have a traditional snout it looks like an actual snake or like a lizard lizard i guess it just depends on what they evolved from i guess they so. were a little farther back oh yeah jurassic I, the goombas to me look like they fit in with like ghoulies like yes. I, I, I don't know something looking at them reminds me of ghoulies yeah. i don't know yes. why I like his little harmonica necklace, though. I do, too. <laughs> All the Goombas are into it. They like it. They're dumb as rocks, but <clears throat> they do have some personality, which was nice. Um, here is where I mentioned, like, before. This is the deleted scene I saw in the theaters. Another person's devolved into primordial slime, explaining how in the non-deleted real next scene afterward, there's green goop everywhere. So just as Mario is about to get put into the chair, he tackles Koopa into the TiVo chair instead, and um, he triggers the thing to actually go off. So um, he devolves a little bit, and you see that his eyes subtly change for like a quick like two frames, and that's it. Never to return again. That's a plot point. Um. Um, Mario and Luigi run, hiding behind a fungus-covered pillar. Fungus drops something off the wall, which is a bomb. Uh, Mario is like, "Leave it," and Luigi's like, "But the fungus is talking to us." And Mario's just like, "Fucking leave it! I'm not." He doesn't want to. I mean, re in re actuality, like if it gave me the bomb, I would have taken it. But when Luigi later on is like, "Oh look, it's spinning mushrooms. Let me take something. It's talking to us," I would have been like, uh, "No, have you not seen The Last of Us?" Like, no thanks can you imagine like ellie walks into the room and she's just like look mushrooms and she's like picking them and shit and joel's just like staring in horror mario turns around luigi's just stuffing them by the handful into his mouth god um <laughs> but mario so as we're the, all the mushroom kingdom now um they find a zip line and they manage to start ziplining away from the cops as they're getting chased. Um, the flamethrower guns that they have is pretty, I, I kind of like it. They shoot fireballs and it's supposed to like harken back to the video game with like the fire flowers. And I do love the little Scooby-Doo homage high trick thing here where I, I forget which one does it. But like one, the, the primary one goes through the main door at the end of the hallway. And then one hides behind it, opens the door for a cop to exit out right and then or enter from right and exit left directly across the hall. Like just like in Scooby-Doo. I like that. <laughs> so then Mario and Luigi then steal a cop car next and flee the city off into the desert they do have their bickering moment back and forth here and there and um this is what tim mentioned earlier with like you know take the tunnel take the tunnel 
and then Mario intentionally doesn't take the tunnel. He takes the parkway instead. He's like, ah, see, I wanted you to take the parkway. So I told you to take the tunnel so you can take the parkway instead. And Mario's just like, ah, youths. Throws him out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like how on the display in the cop car, there's the picture of them again, the mug shots. <laughs> and then underneath it says, use of unnecessary force is authorized. <laughs> <laughs> since they left the part like uh, they steal a cop car they flee the city and they drive off into the desert so since they left the power grid of the city the the cars are i guess like some weird electric thing because of like all the sparks coming out of the engine yeah they're like um like uh, a streetcar yeah i i don't know i'm not going to explain how the science of it works but when they go into the tunnel they are now off the power grid to the city so the brakes stop working too the tunnel they drive they're, the tunnel that they're driving in um runs out of tunnel and then they end up just kind of like driving into like a chasm of a canyon they so hit lance henrenskin <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they it plunges them to the death they scream the car explodes roll credits and then it, it starts up again <laughs> they hold hands as they plunge but it's like as the stinger for the end credits it's like the mario like the like level screen comes up but you see like it goes from like three lives to two <laughs> then all of a sudden they both wake back up in their brooklyn apartment <laughs> oh what the hell mario do you think they could make this movie in like a um i guess today you would have to do it like a free guy did you watch did you see the movie free guy yeah i feel like you'd have to do it like that or it's like a virtual world maybe i don't know or something you need a gimmick to make it because this movie's it's too outlandish, I think, as far as... I don't know. I just was trying to think of how it would work today, how they would make this today. Probably like CGI. I mean, uh, you, <laughs> you mean the one that's based on the game? Get a bunch of famous actors to voice characters. I just mean if they were going to adapt it to live action. I don't think they ever could. I mean, it's so... it's. It's so wacky. You'd have to you have to give it a gimmick, and they tried in this movie, but to varying degrees of success, depending on if you like it or not. Because I mean, like I'm amazed that um, like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, like that worked. I don't know how, but it did. It was outlandish enough, but it was still based on reality. You know, like the cartoon elements or the live action. The live the live action bits, not the cartoon. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. the live action bits in so long, and I don't know if it's <laughs> going to be jarring for me to check them out now. Uh, fuck you, Luigi. Oh yeah, doesn't he say that? <laughs> it sounds like it. It it definitely not, but it sounds like it. Dean, there's a lot of things anyway. that you hear incorrectly. No, but as that a much is worse version. That was like presented as that, but then I, the more I listened to it, it's like no, he's not saying that. But it definitely sounds like this is a tan. You cut this out. This isn't interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail us from. Uh, well, you gave me the opportunity to add a. The Mario Mario. It doesn't look good though because it's, it's tiny, but it now exists. We have a new emoji. Join our <laughs> Discord. I'm leaving this whole tangent in. <laughs> See the Mario emoji we just created. So they really do scream, but just as they're about to uh, die, the fungus grabs the car and bungees it to safety. We head back to Koopa and Lena, who's played by Fiona Shaw. Um, Andor's mom. Yeah, Andor's mom. Uh, they're having a mud bath. 
Um, Spike and Iggy bicker back and forth, spiting on just how each other, they're just flat out idiots. And then here's where Koopa orders them to wait outside while he orders uh, Lena to grab the princess. Uh, Lena ends up going into the holding cells where the kidnapped girls are, looks for Daisy, and here she reveals to Daisy that she's actually a princess and that Daisy needs to come with her. Um, Lena absolutely hates Daisy throughout this entire movie. For some reason, I remembered it completely differently and i was like oh yeah we find out that like she's gonna help daisy because she was it and then i'm like oh no that was iggy and spike (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she will try to murder her multiple times (laughs) yeah and the only parts that she does help her with is just because that's a the next step to her uh lena's ultimate goal not that she's being nice because she wants to. It's just because she needs to in order to get to the next step. Uh, Lena enters the holding cell with the kidnapped girls. We find uh, next um, in the next scene, um, Spike is in the Devo chamber in the hot seat. But the technician, instead of setting it to devolve, it is set to evolve. Advanced. And Koopa wants their brains larger because if they're not as stupid, maybe they'll actually get the job done. I do like how they go from like just kind of gruff street talk to like how peculiar Ah, our not so benevolent dictator, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I do like the smarter Iggy and Spike. He spits out like this huge math equation. He's like, do you know the answer to this? No. Yeah. And then he's just eloquently answers it for him why doesn't koopa make himself smarter he doesn't have to he's perfect a <laughs> uh, quick clip um lena mentions the importance of the rock to daisy and she understands now on why it's needed so much to get the wwe and D- dino hatton they did <laughs> people's eye around all really bad joke <laughs> sorry <laughs> sunday raw bullet bills See, you like Stone Cold, but The Rock, he's the people's champion. <laughs> Be funny people's if this champion is... champion of Dino Hatton. <laughs> if this is where The Rock got his name from. He keeps saying, I want The Rock! You're like, man, maybe that's that's it. He's just standing there in his black turtleneck with his gold ne- necklace and fanny pack. Like, yeah, yeah! Light bulb goes off. <laughs> unless it's not, I want The Rock, it's I want a rock. <laughs> then we cut and d snyder yeah yeah i got it the man said he wants to rock guys you remember that song that i said i couldn't find the hook for well listen to this (laughs) (laughs) but your kids are gonna love it (laughs) back in the desert we see the mario brothers bickering over the choice of direction as they left the city and i do like the relationship um because it's like funny bickering it's not like mario's trying to strangle luigi and stuff yeah it's not like Um, they're actually fighting where they wouldn't side with each other but it's like brotherly annoyance yeah it's like as soon as there's a real problem that comes up we're both back on the same side but for right now yeah uh lena brings the uh, brings the Daisy, brings Daisy to Koopa, and Lena clearly hates Daisy, uh, especially in this scene. That's where you can see it, and Koopa mocks her a little bit for it. I imagine this is how hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio greets his like new girlfriends. This interaction here, Koopa has with Daisy. <laughs> Every girl remembers the first time they kissed a lizard. <laughs> oh, and that like. 
tongue thing he does afterward. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because Leo's one of the lizard people. <laughs> now, now I get it. Now, now I'm picking up what you're putting down. I led myself there. It's not where I started. <laughs> Nobody gives you a map, Dean. You got to walk your own path. <laughs> Daisy's sent to a waiting room. Um where the next video game cameo appears with Yoshi, where I think a citation needed, I think one third of the budget went to. Yeah, that animatronic isn't half bad. Like when they show it standing there and moving, just yeah, standing like there, it like, looks pretty good. Yeah, I feel like he's the best part of the movie in terms of uh, um, like production value. I think to this point, it's the best animatronic dinosaur I'd seen. Yeah. But that would last for 20 more days. <laughs> yeah. Wowie wow I wonder if they used this As a reference at any point What do you mean Like just I can imagine like um, You know Phil Tippett and Like um, Dennis Muren Looking at the Super Mario Brothers movie Trying to kind of like reverse engineer it So they can apply it to Jurassic Park Saying like, guys you gotta hurry the movie comes out in a month <laughs> <laughs> You should probably start on all these dinosaurs <laughs> I can just imagine, like, after this comes out, they work on it, they do the Yoshi puppet, and then 20 days later, it's just like Jurassic Park starts, and then dun dun, and then smash cuts to this Yoshi puppet in the trash can outside. <laughs> Yoshi's more like a little raptor. He is like a little raptor. And this is before raptors became popular, too. But yeah, Yoshi just looks like generic two legged theropod dinosaur. He looks nothing like his video game counterpart. He doesn't even look green. No, he's just straight up like what people thought dinosaurs look like. Yeah, pretty much. Realistically. Yep. Was there a mass extinction in the dinosaur? I mean, <laughs> sounds funny. Well, there was a like meteorite that, that landed but, in Yucatan. Um, but um, they have one city and a, a planet of desert. But I just wonder how they got all that technology, you know? Was there an extinction event at some point afterwards? Possibly. You want to write the headcanon yeah. for it? Yes, I'm gonna work on that. I'll post it on screenrefresh.com shortly. I should probably get that up and running by then. Then <laughs> our debut piece, Dean's Dino Hatton. <laughs> I have no idea what going page rate is, so just tell me your price when you're done. Are all of the <laughs> are all of the other cities named after like dinos too? Like Dino San Francisco. Or Dino Frisco? They might have been. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's not bad. I'll write that down. Dino Frisco? Yeah. And Toledo Dino is Frisco? just Toledo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dino Toledo? No, that's that's actually Toledo. That's the only part that didn't combine into two dimensions. Uh, Iggy and Spike are in the desert now, and they're trying to chase down the Super Mario Brothers. Oh, no, they're not super yet. They're just the Mario Brothers. Um, they lose control of their buggy, <laughs> landing them in a mud pit, and uh, Mario Brothers realize the importance of the rock they had and vow to work with Spike and Iggy to get it back. I, I did like the cut. Like, they're just kind of driving slightly aimlessly, and then it just cuts, and they're sailing off a, off a cliff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Them cliffs just come out of nowhere. <laughs> was she corpulent? Distracted driving. Really corpulent? <laughs> no, she was just kind of round. Oh, that's, uh, that's Big Bertha. She's usually at the Boom Boom Bar. <laughs> they have so many opportunities to like name drop mario related things because at this point mario one two and three have been created and i don't know if mario world came out at this point or if it was about to or like you know 
but of all things to name it, just like Boom Boom Bar. And then it's it's the movie just keeps getting better after this. So at the local junkyard in the outskirts of the city, <laughs> they plan to steal a dump truck to drive it. The masks they steal from the guards or the workers there are like masks like a Tuscan Raider meets a gimp. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like they <laughs> stole BDSM masks. <laughs> They're supposed to be shy guys. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, they decided to go this route. Okay. They pull the masks off of the guys and they have ball ball chokers. <laughs> or, uh, ball gags on. Red ball. Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> uh, they find new threads randomly. Oh, this is the part where um he finds the uh, the squirrel outfit that um, Tim mentioned. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you imagine like Bob Hoskins in just like a squirrel onesie? <laughs> but Luigi's in a normal costume. <laughs> they don't mention it. It doesn't provide any benefits. It's just that's what he's in the rest of the film. I would just love to be a fly on the wall when Bob Hoskins sees that costume for the first time and he's forced to put it on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the amount of British uh, cursing that he'd be spewing out at that point in time. Are you fucking mad? <laughs> he is he is british right yeah yes yeah. he is uh they find his when they call what i don't get they know they're wanted but when they go into the the, the place they check their plumber tool belt like it's a gun <laughs> and that's when the attendant calls it in because there's a massive wanted poster of our favorite picture <laughs> of mario hanging on the wall plumbers Mario spots Big Bertha and decides to use the uh, Mario suaveness to get the rock back from her. And he's, he succeeds very well. He is I, he is the heartthrob of this movie. I really enjoy Mario not as like the, the silent protagonist Italian plumber who occasionally does like the wahoo, but like just a Brooklyn everyman who just shows up in all of these situations. Bob Hoskins, like, even though he hated doing this role i think he was perfect for this he really was it's funny the covers in this scene it's like the first one they walk in it's love is the drug by roxy music but it's some other cover of it the funny thing about using licensed music in an alternate dimension it's like oh so they wrote this song independently of themselves too <laughs> and end think, the dinosaur song i think that might have been more of a budgetary reason because it's a lot cheaper to oh uh, to, to not create new music yeah well like or not to use the licensed music it's like when um like you remember when guitar hero came out all of the songs on it were yeah not the actual artist because it was cheaper that's all no but i just mean like that so independently in these dimensions the the song was created exactly like in two different worlds oh yeah like independently of each other at the same time as the construction of the twin towers But yeah, well, so they play Tim Dinosaur. George Clinton does a version of Dinosaur. Yeah, Walk the Dinosaur. Walk the Dinosaur. Which not only did they happen to have a version evidently in their realm, they also have a version of George Clinton. (laughs) Which means that somewhere there is the Dino Parliament Funkadelic. (laughs) Crazy. This movie's got layers. Not to be confused with the George Clinton who did the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. George S. Clinton. Same one that did that dance scene in Good Burger. <laughs> yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. 
So Mario does succeed in getting the rock back from Big Bertha. And here is when the Goombas arrive on the scene. And then Luigi does the football split them up trope. And they throw the rock be- across the room to one another, just like in like Turtles, or the Turtles 2 movie. Um, Mario fumbles and Lena ends up snagging the rock while Iggy and Spike get arrested. I love how like Spike or Iggy or whoever is like spouting out like um like rebellious like throws of defiance as he's getting arrested. Yeah, the g- getting intelligent like turn them into re- yeah rebels. Yeah, rabble yeah. rabsers. It's like oh, I don't know. It seems like a unintentional subtle commentary <laughs> on governments. That all it took them to oppose tyranny is to become smarter. <laughs> yeah. or educated i guess rather sometimes it's all it takes well i like how later they tell daisy like daisy we were always working on like we were loyal supporters of your father really because you were helping out koopa pretty well for a while well not well but you were helping them out wholeheartedly for a while there (laughs) yeah it seemed like the -the run-of-the-mill goons unless they were like malicious compliance they were purposely ineffectual at their job they knew five times <laughs> that it wasn't daisy it's a long con like we gotta we have to kidnap the right one this time if we don't he's going to kill us yeah as much time as we can <laughs> like they said um the rebel who fights and runs lives to fight another day so speaking of running, um, while Iggy and Spike are getting arrested, Bertha helps Mario and Luigi escape and hold off the Goombas. They go into like the coat room and you see her just deck the the egg sucker woman. Yeah, that is, yeah. Egg sucker, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. And here we see them put on the thwomper boots for the first time. And she instructs like you got to put in the bullet bill cartridges into it. We'll click your heels together and then they super jump out of the bar. And onto the street. And her and Mario and Bertha uh, make out with tongue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was weird that it's like for a movie that's a hundred and like whatever minutes that they would spend seven minutes on that. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that was a creative choice. The studio was like, we need more romance. So this was their this this was the answer it was uncomfortable that the last two minutes alan silvestri's background track runs out and it just goes silent <laughs> you just hear like the, the lips wet smacking <laughs> yeah <laughs> the wet no- <laughs> on a, at the on the foley stage they just opened the a uh, jar of mayonnaise and he just shoved his hand in there oh, that's what man. they that's what just, just two sound guys just make it out directly in front of a camera oh man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I so, mean a microphone <laughs> camera. They 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 cross the street and then Luigi sees more toys that are being given to them by the fungus. And this time he does take the bomb and then he puts it in his pocket in his uh, tool belt and then he kind of just uh, the, we never circle back to it after. Right. Yeah, never <laughs> never used again. Uh they jump away into a garbage um just as a passing garbage truck is driving by and this is where they derive their new plan. Uh, The camera tilts down to see a massive fungus pile suspended from the ceiling retract as Koopa enters the room. Uh, Koopa taunts the fungus. Who used to be... Koopa taunts the fungus, and this is where we learn that the fungus is actually 
the king of the city and how um Lance Henriksen. Hmm, gross. The uh, plumbers are slowly doomed. Like, okay, Koopa. Okay. They're slowly uh, doomed? I don't know why I said slowly doomed. I typed this. It wasn't like a... Like Maybe that was like a stage direction. But they were doomed. <laughs> is this kind of metaphorical slowly. doom? <laughs> is this an ironic doom? Prolong their torture. The garbage truck that uh, Mario and Luigi jumped into conveniently dumps the Mario Brothers at the foot of the skyscraper that Daisy is held in. The complete opposite of where they got the first garbage truck to begin with out in the outskirts of the city. So, good job. That's where the story needed to go. Right. Uh, we cut briefly to Koopa and the start of his running gag with him ordering a pizza. <laughs> I forgot about the scene and I was watching this like, wait, is it the whole point of that scene? It just cuts back to Koopa ordering a pizza and then it just goes back to whatever it's doing? Pretty much. Uh, they break into a plumber's nightmare, as what uh, Mario calls it, of unkept pipes. And Mario realizes this room is actually the heating system for the building and messes with the pipes to freeze out the building. Then they find a locker room to don their iconic threads and head into an elevator. So now Mario is in a red jumpsuit, Luigi's in a green one, <clears throat> and they do this weird like high five thing in the elevator when the doors close. <laughs> Was it weird? Well, it's weird when they want Mario's like glug 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 when they do it every time. Right. Did he say glug glug glug? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, I didn't. I don't recall that. <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and Mario, watch it. Just... just high five normally. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. As they ride up, uh, Goombas enter and they subtly avoid their gaze, which is crazy to see how, like, they're in the middle of this, like, 8x10 elevator. It's like a service freight elevator that's huge. <laughs> it's Goomba-sized. Yeah, and they're able to just completely avoid detection. Like, I, Solid Snake couldn't even pull that type of thing off. <laughs> well, they didn't have a cardboard box. No. Um, Koopa has brought Iggy and Spike and orders them to be killed for their attempted coup against him. Koopa only cares about the rock and the future of their species, or so he says, and because of his narcissistic ways, Lena avoids mentioning that she now has the rock. So Luigi has this idea to use the elevator music to get the Goombas to start sway dancing. I, I don't know why or the purpose of this, because I feel like it was a massive gamble that um good for him it paid off but there was no reason for it it's for fun yeah it was a funny shot of them all dancing with each other though just the shot was funny to me also i went back and watched that high five is this the first time they do it or they've done this before i think they do it again later it's not the first because, one but it's not like a running thing but it happens at least twice yeah they high five and then they do you know like the open you put your hands together what's that rhyme it's like oh open my the church, god see all the people i just oh, they got do, like, it the no well i i don't understand that like the high five thing but the glug 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 is the sound of them going up the pipe i was just going to comment on that too that's that's thrown in there after the fact because neither their mouths move oh really <laughs> yeah but that's that's a good observation oh my god like mario we have new threads my psychic power grows <laughs> we can speak using only our minds <laughs> But yeah, they put their hands together and like they bend their well, fingers. They do almost it like earlier. Hands. Yeah, they do it earlier when they steal the cop car and they end up like oh, escaping okay. and the other car blows up behind them. They both like high five and then do that. Also, Goldeneye, the game, stole 
there a alarm sound from this elevator scene. Did you notice that? Yes. I, no. I really? Didn't. Must have been like a stock alarm. Now I got to find out where this alarm originated if it's not. And by the right. from Goldeneye. My favorite alarm is actually from the Resident Evil movie, the first one. Ooh, I don't, I wouldn't know that. It's it's a very, it's a very, it's a very nice alarm sound. It's been years since I saw that. I'd have to, I don't know if I'd know, recognize it. If we had a rate error. Top, on the next rule of thirds, our top alarm sound. <laughs> yeah. Top reused sound effects. And you're not allowed to say Dean's Wilhelm favorite, the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> our favorite copyrighted sound effects. And then it just like cuts all the sound effects out of the episode. Gosh, it's kind of hard to talk about these. But you know the, you just know imagine. the sound, though, right? Daisy is still with Yoshi. And we get a cute moment with Toad. He tries to give her food, which is just a plate of like two raw steaks. Uh, She's a vegetarian, however, and he rushes to get her a plate of steamed veggies. Uh, Lena comes in, tries to kill Daisy. Um, Yoshi attacks Lena, and this allows Daisy enough time to run. Back in the elevator, uh, the commander Goomba that we see every now and then... um, (laughs) All the Goombas do have like distinct enough faces that you recognize like specific ones. Um, the commander guy or like the lead head platoon one snaps the elevator Goombas out of their dance trance. Meanwhile, Mario and Luigi are still in this elevator. So. Copyright pending. Copyright pending. Dance trance. <laughs> Daisy running, runs into Toad carrying a plate of uh, steamed veggies. And the... Uh, <laughs> arrested spike and iggy the goombas try to shoot her in the crossfire but they end up lighting toad on fire she rushes to extinguish the flame and iggy and spike and find that they're actually on her side (laughs) now they are now they are she's brought to her father the fungus and koopa's first victim of de-evolution they give her a moment with the ball of mucus (laughs) if you'd like to speak with your father it is disgusting the what they did in that room what if we find out that like <laughs> all this time koopa is not the worse ruler oh, here no not the devil you don't yeah that they're like yeah we've been helping your father and then all of a sudden the thing like prolapses out and just like grabs onto iggy and <laughs> sucks him up through. <laughs> don't say prolapse on this show ever again um <laughs> Um, yeah that'd be a, that would have been a great act three twist or like you know the end of act two is they kill king koopa and revive the regular king but then yeah he turns out to be more of a, a, a giant asshole it literally is a giant asshole oh you just said prolapse <laughs> oh, well, now man. you made it weird <laughs> so okay in the throne room, no Mario, uh, no Mario, Mario <laughs> to the tune of "In the Navy." And Luigi are stopped by an elevator shaft. I don't know. Oh, they in the in the stupid um, elevator with the dancing Goombas. They escape through the roof. And now Mario and Luigi, I don't know. They're in an elevator shaft, and I don't remember how they got here. But anyway, 
um, unsure of how they're going across. They get to an elevator shaft and it's just like it's, it's like a 15 foot gap, but they don't know how to get across. So Luigi's convinced for whatever reason that if he's going to make it, uh, that he is going to make it if he jumps across. Mario's like, you know, Luigi, wait, don't. And of course, he doesn't listen. And Luigi jumps. Luigi then, waited. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. You weren't there. No, yet. what? Sorry, no, nope, oh. go ahead. So Luigi's convinced he's going to make it if he jumps, and he jumps. And Luigi realizes he's flying and encourages Mario to jump. He's just kind of suspended in the air, like, oh my god, Mario, look at me, I'm flying, this is cool. <laughs> and Mario's like, what the fuck? Okay. So Mario's unsure, and then just and jumps just as Luigi realizes that a cinch actually caught his belt. So when he's like, Mario, wait, don't. Mario just plummets to the ground and then we see the screen fade to black and then the number of lives go from two to one. And then Luigi's the like, I'm, I'm an apprentice no more. <laughs> Only two there are. I am no the plumber no now. And then the cops show up and take him. Um, Luigi waited way too long to reveal. Like He egged Mario on for a while. Like He didn't know. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a joke. Come on, Mario, jump! Fear is the mind killer! <laughs> he legit thought that, uh... Oh, shit. I, yeah. I misread that. How did he not I notice he was, that like, it's doing like, oh, as that's a prank. there's a hook pulling on my back. I, I completely misread that then. It's Luigi's Carry on. I'm just living in it. So, yeah, um, just as Mario falls for the second time to his death, the fungus spreads <laughs> out to create, like, a trampoline. And that's enough for Mario to jump back into Luigi's grasp. And then they swing across the chasm. Got some platforming going on. Yeah, right. Um, in the throne room, Yoshi reunites with Daisy. She sees that he's been stabbed by Lena. She removes the blade, which I always hated seeing in movies and shows and stuff. Like, if you're stabbed with a weapon, just leave it in there. You're not, like, running or anything. It's going to be worse. <laughs> but what do I know? Yoshi points to the nearest computer console. She uses it to realize that she can use the cameras to talk to Mario and Luigi. And then she tells them where she is in the vent they managed to escape to luigi grabs the spinning mushroom because they trust the fungus and uh they meet up with daisy <laughs> that's how i live my life just trust, trust the fungus, the fungus. Trust, the fungus. trust the fungus i don't need to shower trust the fungus oh <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry Tess. the fungus just wants to kiss you trust the fungus damn it uh, Koopa is called by the head of police, mentioning the next phase to de-evolve the mammals is ready. Koopa's confused, unsure why, and then he realizes that it's actually Lena and that she has the rock. Uh, Daisy explains that the fungus is actually her father and tells Mario that his girlfriend Daniela was kidnapped too. Mario rushes to rescue Daniela, but Koopa captures Daisy and Luigi. I really like the bit with Mario with the rest of the kidnapped girls. Cause I feel like I like the character of princess peach, like not in the movie, but just in general of Mario stuff. But I really like that Mario's love interest is just another working girl from Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. She had a good head on her shoulders. She wasn't annoying. Or yeah. Like... It's like, she helps out. She does what she can. And then I like how it's like, you're the missing girls from Brooklyn. Well, except for Angela or Angelica, she's from Queens, but she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you notice the background images of um, when Lena was entering that like cabinet thing or like the, the cave entrance? Yeah. And then when she gets kidnapped, like um, the head of police stops her and gets the rock back. So as she's walking into the cubby entrance thing, there's a sign next to it that says litter here. Do not use trash can. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then as she walks out of like the it looks like a subway um toll like gate that you have to pay in order to like you know use the subway and stuff it says pay or die <laughs> really playing it fast and loose with which ones they go with <laughs> litter where you want she gets um nabbed by the police the police now have the rock um we cut to mario sneaking into the um the the holding room whatever that is holding the kidnapped brooklyn plus one bronx girl <laughs> Plus one Bronx girl. She uh, he gets Daniela's attention. However, when she shows another one of the girls that Mario's there, um, that girl screams and blows his cover. <laughs> like they the one grab... Goomba was like coloring in a dinosaur picture. <laughs> yeah, uh, they grab one of the Goomba mattresses and then they plan to escape through the air vents using the mattress as a sled, which is now completely frozen over because the pipes are uh, doing their thing. Because Mario shut uh, shut off the heat. He's a plumber. He is a plumber. He Plumber's knows pipes. Um, He's been looking at pipes all of his life. Uh, the cops bring the cop. Um, the cops bring back the rock to Koopa, and prepares his final phase of the plan. All the meanwhile, wondering where his pizza is. <laughs> Um, now in the frozen air vent, Mario and the girls sled down while being chased by Goombas. One of the Goombas screams. Is that Frank Welker again, I hear? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> A uh, mattress flies through the air once it hits the end of the vent and almost colliding with Koopa himself. Everybody, um, all from the good guys anyway, everyone's reunited as Koopa's pizza arrives while he <laughs> holds them all at gunpoint. Yeah, I Hail like the, the radio guy. It's like, sir? He's like, yeah, your pizza's here. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. So while Koopa's monologuing here, um, Luigi slips a bullet bill into Mario's hand and because they're pressed against the swamp display. Um, he, and he uses the swamp boots he pressed, um, he's pressed against as projectiles against Koopa. Um, he pushes Koopa onto a suspended platform or something. Um, and while Mario swings and climbs onto it to get the rock from Koopa, Koopa spits out the rock and it lands into Lena's hands because he was holding it in his mouth like a string or whatever. <laughs> the shot of Lena next is funny. Yeah, I like how she like gets electrocuted trying to get this rock. <laughs> she got like the Bride of Frankenstein great streak in her. Yeah. Just imagine the actress like they're like action. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> just has to do the electrocution. Don't worry, we'll do it in post. So Mario <laughs> fools Koopa here by removing his shoelace and holding it in his hand to mimic the same way that the the meteorite fragment looks. And Koopa gives chase while Luigi and Daisy chase after Lena. Uh, Lena makes it to the meteorite frag uh, piece that's actually in the ground, and she's trying to shove the shard fragment in, and it's giving resistance of power, but it kind of looks like you're trying to connect two magnets with the wrong polarities so there's like it's repelling it but she's trying her hardest to uh push it in don't prolapse the dimensions <laughs> uh mario and koopa are now in their final showdown walk toward each other on a metal catwalk uh mario uh removes the bomb that luigi found earlier in the movie 
and this is where onlookers just freak out at the sight of the tiny little wind-up bomb, but it slips through the grates of the catwalk when Mario puts it down on the ground after winding it up. And I like how like the 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 wick on the top lights up too. That was fun. Sparking. Right. Yeah. Like they could have released those like as a merchandising. Yeah. 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 I like it. Those that bomb was like made from like those are real toys. One those they're designed like that with the feet that move. Yep. Like how it has like the Reebok cameo. So in an alternate <laughs> oh, reality, yeah. there's also a company that decided to get created named Reebok. Which it was Reebok, <laughs> but then didn't it also have the British, Union Jack? Yeah. <laughs> or not the Union Jack, but the British flag, whatever it's called. Yep. So there once was a British country. <laughs> which means Dino Hatton also had to fight for independence from Dino Britain. Let's yeah, let's let's write a whole Let's do a Tolkien-esque dive and create the entire <laughs> dino dimension. I'm down for it. I we am a thousand percent for We have 65 million years to cover. <laughs> yeah. So there's plenty of wiggle room here. There's going to be 210 Silmarillion-esque volumes. <laughs> Dean, I'll, I'll write it as a D&D campaign and you'll just play as Koopa through 65 million years. Yeah, that'd be great. It's a, it's a different Koopa every session. <laughs> Koopa Jr., Koopa Jr., Koopa Jr. Definitely um, not Lena. So speaking of <laughs> Lena, um, she's completely distracted trying to complete the meteorite fragment with the um, with the shard. Um, the girls rush through the portal as Lena is f- distracted, but she finally does manage to get the shard into the larger meteorite. But the sheer power of that launches her into the wall, killing her instantly, and it like fries not only her skeleton but also her hair into the rock. Yeah, it's like she not only gets turned to a skeleton, but she straight up gets blasted to the point where her skeleton fuses with the stone itself. Uh, Mario Koopa are face to face, but Mario's bluff with the shoestring in his hand fails as they start merging worlds. You're not going to mention Luigi's terrific line. After watching a woman literally get turned to a skeleton, man, she really makes an impression. Somebody died. <laughs> um, Koopa and Mario merge into our world. Uh, Koopa grabs the Devo gun that one of the Goombas had and shoots Capelli into an ape. Which is weird because it's like everybody starts cheering and laughing in the crowd, and it's like you, you, you just are aware, man. Like, yeah, that, that that this is real. This is not a magic trick. Like, I, I don't, I can see if it's like, oh, I'm at a David Copperfield show. But when I show up for like the, a construction worker in town doing the release of like some sort of thing. And all of a sudden some people show up out of thin air and turn them into a monkey. I wouldn't be like, this is the best opening of this dig site. Why are, Why is there a crowd of people around the dig site? Well, he was going to flood it again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just in time, uh, Luigi and Daisy managed to remove the shard from the meteorite. Um, Mario and Koopa merge back to Dino Hatton, all the while we see the bomb slowly moving its way across the street and up a wall. So right before they merge, Koopa, obviously, like I mentioned, he, he de-evolved Scapelli. And then when he goes to train his sights on Mario, Mario takes out the little 
<laughs> the little mushroom. He's like, trust the fungus, trust the fungus. And that's when the the Mario, uh, the, the mushroom top like expands and acts as a shield. And I did like that subtle kind of hint because when they merged into Earth or our world, um, Koopa was slightly larger than Mario. And then when Mario uses that mushroom to protect himself, and then they start merging back to Dino Hatton. Mario is much significantly larger, and you see Koopa shrink, just like the uh, like in the video game. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that was. I forgot what that was. What he was referencing. At this Thank point, you for who explaining knows? it. I, I mean that that was my interpretation. I could be completely wrong at the same time. Who who knows? Scholars have tried. Toad, um, meeting Daisy and Luigi, um, offered Devo guns and even start playing music to get the other Goombas to start dancing. He's uh, the morale booster of the uh, Goomba. He's the bard tribe. Yeah. <laughs> I have to point out that humans did not evolve from chimpanzees. We share a common ancestor with the great apes. That's all. That is true. Come on, writers. Luigi super jumps over to Mario's side and gives Mario the other Devo gun. Give it to him by Toad. They blast Koopa with it, who slowly starts devolving into a fierce-looking lizard man. Babam is seen finally reaching under Koopa's feet, and it explodes... It's such a weak explosion compared to how everyone reacted. <laughs> like a pop um, fizzle. Yeah. I mean, it was still a big bomb, but just the way that everyone's... And then even Koopa, like, super zooms in on his face and... Ba-bomb! <laughs> it's just like a okay. super close-up on just his lips. Ba-bomb! <laughs> <laughs> also, I would have loved if when they merged into the real world, Mario was able to get an actual gun from the crowd. So when they go back, it's like, Mario, take this. And he's like, I already got it. <laughs> Fires three slugs into Koopa. Scapelli D evolves and his pants just drop to the ground because it was holding his piece. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one without the, the serial number that was, you know, filed off. Sawed Mario off shoots gun. him three times, then wipes the... Uh, the handle off and they drop it into the trash <laughs> compactor he gives it i don't think they have dino forensics here i think we're safe <laughs> gives it to the fungus just like absorbs it and takes it away <laughs> trust the fungus, trust the it fungus. comes down and just sucks him up too <laughs> when the bomb explodes uh koopa's launched high into the air and then he lands in the same suspended platform as it was before and then this is kind of like an homage to the the video game as well koopa now a dinosaur roars at uh mario and luigi as they finish him off by blasting them with the devo guns on full koopa then kind of de-evolves another like cgi effect um because it goes from like a horrendous looking like puppet to that CGI um, morphing thing because it like shifts between different forms and then uh, just devolves into that primordial sludge that I mentioned before. And then the crowd start cheering as their dictator is finally killed. If they have the de-evolution and they were able to use the evolution on Iggy and Spike to make them smarter, have they ever tried just putting somebody in the evolution side? The equivalent of when they turn him to primordial ooze. Like, what if you go that far, but in the other direction? Do they end up with these like gargantuan-headed, psychic telepaths? 
I think they underestimate the power of that technology because can you imagine if you put everybody in that and had a whole society that was with a massive IQ and intelligence? Yeah, they wouldn't have signed up for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really enjoyed it though, but it was there. Why did... Why did Lance Henriksen un un fungus? Because he'll take any paycheck he can. <laughs> yeah. Not like they no, paid to use his face. Not why Lance Hen- Henriksen specifically. Just why? How and why? And why didn't you do that earlier? And why did none was, of the Goombas was Koopa change? Magic. What? And none of the Goombas changed. If that's the case. <laughs> I mean, I did. I did call it out in like one of our early episodes that he's not in a lot of good movies. He's in a lot of. He's in a lot of schlock, schlep, schmuck, schlock. <laughs> he's in a lot of. He's in a lot of bad movies. Schlock. That's it. <laughs> you know, funny enough, listeners, English is my first language. <laughs> but no, he really is, and it's just I. Seeing him in this is almost distracting because it's just, why are you here? <laughs> But yeah, um, Alec Luigi Guin- and Mario. She got an Alec Guinness to do that part. <laughs> Sign my Super Mario DVD. Only if you promise to never watch it again. He was alive at this time too, huh? <laughs> I I, I wasn't sure, but I thought maybe. In this world, he actually was able to like that was the last movie he watched. No wonder why he died. <laughs> Um, Mario and Luigi super jump onto the top level of the catwalk while the crowd cheers, removing traces of Koopa from like the like billboard signs and you stuff. Immediately start painting, like over. painting over it. Yeah, uh, we see a um, T sixteen Skyhopper fly through the air. Then we see some fireworks being set off over Cloud City. We see stormtroopers <laughs> being uh, crowd surfed and t- statues of Koopa toppled over in Coruscant Square. Even the king is back. He evolves back into his human form. But as Dean mentioned, like, uh, why? <laughs> yeah, may- there might, maybe Mario, there's another plot point missing. Cut maybe out somewhere. Koopa had a kill switch, like, hooked up to his heart. But why would you want a, a kill switch hooked up to your heart that would bring back your enemy? <laughs> <laughs> you played a good game and outlived me. I don't wish you guys harm. I just want to do this bad shit while I'm around. <laughs> You only get when one con, you can have it back. Mate. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Luigi rush back to the portal. And um, with Daisy's aid, she reopens the portal for them to go back. Luigi tries to bring Daisy with them, but she must stay behind to see her father and see where she truly belongs. The two kiss their goodbyes and they head back through the portal. <laughs> Luigi hits her with a wrench and they drag her back through the portal. You're not thinking straight, Daisy. Oh, we see a we see a caption that says three weeks later. And then um, Daniela is cooking dinner with Mario while Luigi seen moping as he watches Miraculous World. The show mentions on how the Mario Brothers saved the world. And uh, perhaps we should call them the Super Mario Brothers from this point forward. Uh- we hear the door knock and then Daisy bursts through the door, battle worn, armed to the teeth. You see like bullet bills strapped to her chest. Thousand yards but, too. Yeah. She tells them that they need to go with her. They grab the tool belt ready for round two. And that is the sequel that set up that never paid off the end. What went down in Mushroom Kingdom in 21 days? 
They overthrow a ruler. Koopa's dead. Lena's dead. It seemed like everybody else was on their side. Iggy. Oh, no, they actually have a follow-up scene, but I was going to say their super intelligence leads them to... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about the um, the stinger. Yeah, there's a the stinger. End. Does anybody want to say it? or? Nope. Okay. The end. Nope. Go watch the movie and stay after the credits. You can't find <laughs> it on streaming, so good luck. <laughs> we'll send you a link. No, we won't. We don't have that. Well, we do, but it'll get shut down if more than like 20 people access it. Oh. We'll rent a theater on the East Coast, and Dean will rent a theater on the West Coast. And we'll put it on a thumb drive and play it at both locations. And we'll say, special screening, the Super Mario Brothers movie, but we won't say which one. We'll say, uh, I was a teenage (laughs) mammal, XXX. (laughs) It will air at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. That's what you should do with the posters on these, Nick, is just pull weird frames from the movie. Like, what? That's in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use the uh, the Mario one. <laughs> it should just be like, for Willow, it should have been that one clip of when they use the dummy on the sleigh ride. Oh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs> So I still love this movie. Granted, yeah, it's got its flaws. Granted, it sounds like it was a troubled production. But I think with a wacky script and definitely not necessarily following Mario as a property, it was still fun and still brings me some joy. Yeah, I love this. I love this movie. I'm sorry, Dean, that you may not. You just don't have the nostalgia to uh, no, keep it I, alive. But it's. I think you need to grow up with this movie um to to like it i don't fault you guys for it I mean, it's like you like what you like yeah i definitely have those movies in my arsenal so if you didn't grow up with this skip it do not watch it watch it i feel it does just like don't watch it for the sake of it being a mario movie i really do feel like it almost is the same vein as some other movies from the 90s it has that same aesthetic and feel to it it just it's obviously a completely different movie but it just like feels like the time period that it came from yeah this definitely feels like late 80s early 90s absolutely like even like um the hell is the space invaders like i feel like it's the same kind of vibe it gives sometimes i can see that yeah different movies completely but i, I don't know that's just the way that my weird mind works the uh the stinger that um dean and i were talking about is we see iggy and spike going door to door and then someone opens up no, they're was it door to door? I don't know. There's they 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 pitched the idea of a Super Mario Brothers video game based on their exploits. Yeah, these it's these two Japanese gentlemen come to this apartment and you just see the Japanese gentleman and they're saying, "We would like to make a video game based on your adventure." And then it cuts and it's not Mario and Luigi, it's Iggy and Spike. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll call it Iggy's number one. And then he's like, no, we'll call it Spike's, you know, whatever the joke is. Spike yeah. is the best. The end. The end. So I guess they moved to they moved to real world. And now they're, even though Daisy has to stay behind because she's a princess, Iggy and Spike are like, we're going to live in where it's actually pleasant. A little more pleasant yeah, to live. Where we're <laughs> now super intelligent. <laughs> We can make a lot of money. We're not doing this for the money. 
<laughs> We're doing it for a shitload of money. <laughs> well, thanks again, and uh, thank you for coming along for the adventure that is known as the Super Mario Brothers. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Screen Refresh, or email us your own movie memories at screenrefresh at gmail.com. If you like the show, help us out and leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to help others find us. Join our Discord where you can find the link on our Instagram page, as well as our other projects we're in using our Linktree link. For Tim and Dean, I'm Nick. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks for Rule of Thirds. So, Tim, uh, what are we going to do for our next movie? Join us next time for our continuation of Fisher Stevens' filmography with Hackers. Here we go! In the throne room. In the throne room.